0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: It's that time of the week again, the rugby league ran fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. Right, welcome back to another episode of the fifth and last podcast. Starting things off as always, the fast five, highlight, low light, best player, and worst player of the round, and also the question of the week. Brock, what was your highlight? I had two. The South Warriors game uh, really got me excited.
2: Um, hopefully, with, you know that's something that we're going to see. More of all well, that senator footy come finals time. The other one was all good versus it <laughs> Got me excited um, in
1: what was otherwise a pretty boring game, to be honest. Well, all good's uh, anger there pretty much sums up Paris season, doesn't it? Mm. If you if you can't win the game, well, you may as well win the fight.
2: Steve Mattiay, when you run into the buffet, eat first, champ. Yeah, well, uh, um, I don't know why he was running in. I don't know what he expected. Um, all good. In my opinion, probably had every right to put one, put a cup
1: on his chin if he's going to run in like that. So. When a when a giant like all good, regardless of whether people think it's a grub act or not, yeah, you hit him with his hands down. But eyes dished out plenty, so you know that's that's. But bit, I ran in. Yeah, no, it wasn't as though he approached that's what him and hit say. him without. Look, without that's you where he let be finished. But you know, it's a bit of sporting karma at one. But number two, if you're going to run in from the centre spot from about fifteen meters away, he's not going in there to ask him on a date no. or say, you know, don't worry about the swinging armchair. So Mitch Allgood obviously just thought if I seen Matt, I'd probably throw it quick too because yeah. Matt is the kind of bloke that would hit uh, you. So yeah, he uh, co- cocked it back and Chuck threw on his head. And I didn't mind it; it was alright. Him and his uh, boyfriend trainer, the bloke that always has to help him up when he's injured, yeah, saying that <laughs> trying to stop him from trying to fight him on the way off. He gave him the finger. I if the he really wanted know. to get past him, he could have.
2: Yeah, well, I still enjoyed Steve.
1: that. They showed him today, giving the finger, and all, golf, all Good Steve. gave him the thumbs up. So <laughs> hopefully they meet somewhere in the cross at a later date. Well, they're they're going to play again before the season's over. Oh, so good. That'll be excellent. Oh. Parramatta Stadium, they might throw coins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my highlight of the round, got nothing to do with the games, just purely the contact. Uh, you know, Lamarpe, KO Kayon Reynolds, I know a lot of people probably were sickened by it. I jumped off the couch and was about to power bomb the flat screen on the floor. I was that excited. Uh, Conrad Hurrell skittling, Bryson Goodwin, G.I. McQueen, uh, buddy Willie Mason smashing James Graham, Madalino pumping. That was a good
2: hit, the Mason
1: hit. <laughs> whacking Ben Lowe, yeah. uh, Burgess just bear-hugging and squashing Nathan Friend, just contact. Mm-hmm. I know the shoulder charge is gone and I really want it back, but God bless that you're allowed to bump and attack it. It's just as good as a shoulder charge when a bloke lines a man up and just smashes him. Yeah, pretty what, cool. What about your low lot?
2: Low light, um, falling asleep watching the Dragons play. Yep. They were terrible. Um, I just couldn't get excited for that game. I had it on, but, um, you know, bleary eyes, I'll tell you. Um, and it was 5.30 on a Saturday. I shouldn't be falling asleep then. But the Dragons attack uh, and just a standard of footy in that game. Uh, the Roosters were excellent, um, as usual. But uh, the Dragons, man.
1: Well, you know the funny thing? Boring. They say the Roosters has got the lowest repeat since 4 the Dragons are first on 35. Mm. And same as offloads. They chuck a million, but the blokes have got absolutely nothing going for them. No. But uh, low light for me is the cannonball, and I'm happy to admit that Melbourne had two on Friday that were probably pretty bad. Uh, ben Roberts last night jumping in on George Rose. There's a hundred of them I could name from the weekend. And everything I don't have now. a problem with... Players coming in and taking the legs yeah, down. If, if it's they how they wrap do the it. legs, if it's they, how they do it. If they right. do the old lasso technique, where they fall around the ankles and hug it, and you know they put them over like the old fallen tree. Fair enough, but the mm-hmm. diving in, it happens too often on the weekend. Like I said, I'm, I'm more than happy to stand up. say Melbourne probably had two. Little, yeah, it, mate, every side does it. Every and it's Everyone not it's them. not
2: a club thing. It's an individual player thing. No, like most of the they players need to way. know that. No, they don't get taught to cannonball in. They they don't get taught to cannonball in. They they get taught to hit the back of the knee, um, and and fold him back the right way. Uh, there's a there's a technique to it, but some of the ones that that I saw on the weekend were, um, low axe. They were worse than the Mitchell Allgood thing. Hmm. You know, the Mitchell Allgood thing that's been happening in rugby league for a hundred years. But the cannonballing <clears> when you've got someone up um, and their legs are exposed there needs to be some sort of, of rule board in about um, you know protecting the players when they're in that position because uh, it's something that's that's rife in the game and it just seems like everyone sort of stops when it happens but there's no penalty for it mm-hmm. um, and there's no real guideline on what's what's right and what's wrong so I, I know it, it's coached at an ARL level it's coached all the way down to um, a junior rep level so uh, you know there is a right and wrong way to do it the players are, are, would be well aware of that so it's um, you'd think also that they'd understand that um, you know it's a fellow player you wouldn't
1: want to injure a fellow player a fellow professional mm. I, know, I think I, I sometimes think so. some of the bad technique uh, is just fatigue you know they get lazy with it but uh, I'm just not a fan of it I've had my knees done myself one of them from this technique of getting held up and someone jumping in so I'm pretty sure there's a million people out there who have probably had knee niggles or problems or leg problems to do with it uh, I think it's about time they bring some clearer guidelines but uh, what about your best of the round?
2: Uh, Todd Carney, he was excellent. Um, uh, I know he's been he hasn't been great lately, uh, and the Sharks' form probably reflected that. But uh, he was brilliant the other night forty twenties, uh, kicking for tries, uh, passes for tries, running the ball. Uh, he defended pretty well. So I know the week before, I think he missed six tackles. So mm. uh, mm-hmm. if they're going to make the eight, and I mean they're. They're pretty firmly entrenched in there now. They're safe um, as far as I'm concerned. He uh, he needs to replicate that form. And, and if they're going to go any further in the finals than what they did last year, he, he's going to have to keep that
1: form up. Well, I, I couldn't really separate a couple of players. I had John Sutton and Kieran Foran and obviously Fafita cranking the lawnmower on Friday night. Foran, uh, Foran was great. At the end of the day for me, I know I've already mentioned him once and I'm a bit of a lover of the bloke, Conrad Hurrell yeah. uh, against the south side that's renowned for their defence. They just couldn't contain the little pocket rocket and... All credit to him, he came in last year with a boom, he got dropped uh, midway this year for a bit of a wake-up call, he's worked hard with Ruben Wickie and dropped about 7 kilos and you're seeing the results, because he's just impossible to contain. Might as well be Ruben Wickie. Well, i you Very reminiscent what. 10 years ago of,
2: of Ruben playing in the centres, but... Crush. you wouldn't want to be lining up opposite him.
1: And it probably wasn't the best of the round, but just for me, like you want to talk about making an impact on a game against a side like South. He so almost single-handedly destroyed well, South Sydney.
2: That, that game was brilliant. Like, obviously, it was my, one of my highlights. But um, I was just, I was pretty gutted that the Warriors couldn't replicate their first half performance in the second half because it would have been such a great finish. Um, I, I know the Warriors were sort of in it until there was ten to
1: go, but you just felt like South, South had it for the majority of that second half. And so. Sean Johnson was another one I almost threw up there. He's been outstanding yeah. since that loss of runs. But uh, what about your worst player?
2: Just, I, I couldn't really single anyone out. Um, and I don't like to really single anyone out unless it's Mark Minutello. But um, <laughs> the Broncos, just as a whole. Um, yeah. I, the other night, Melbourne, they've been scratchy at best, Melbourne, uh, during origin period. Um, I know the Broncos have done a lot of travelling, but they were they're fading faster, Broncos, uh, and he's going to be a coach under pressure. I know today there's reports that he'll see out his, his final uh, year of his contract next year. I, if they're in the same position next year, so they don't make the finals this year, and, and they're in a very similar position next year, I find it, you know, I'd find it astounding if he's still got his job, well, particularly I'm, with Kevin Walters up in well, down in Melbourne. That was more what I was about to say. I'd give him and Lockyer the job at the end of this year and just give give Griffin his hat and his coat and say, look, mate. You know, it's just not working.
1: I, mean, I think it's Steve everything's no? to say as well because he's gone up there and been the assistant. It's everything, though. It's the thought I play playing front row. It plays yeah. like a busted every week. You know, Corey Parker slugs in on his own. McCulloch, who's the you know probably the I think heir, it's their halves, the it's heir their to halves. the throne of the number nine jersey at Queensland. He doesn't play full minutes. Mm. They rely, they lean on Justin Hodges, a bloke who's thirty-one years old, who's not got too much longer to go around. His he boots. looks frustrated too. And just you know, like a bloke like Hoffman, he's playing on the wing and he, he's precip- like. As good as Norman's been at fullback, he's not going to be there next year. No, he's not. So well, why are you persisting with a key position with a bloke that's not going to be in your side? Doc? I said it round one. I said it before a ball was kicked. I'd have Hoffman at one and I'd have Norman in the halves. And they've let Norman go anyway. So if they were serious, you would be trying to make... They've got to get some spark in the halves, man. They're going to have someone run the yeah, ball. I'm with you. They're, they're banking their hopes on a young bloke. Yeah. I think it was Ashley something... Who's 18? He's barely played much Toyota Cup yet. They've just signed him on like a three-year deal. So if their crutch is an 18-year-old who's about 80 kilos, who's barely played under 20s, we'll then cross. And I've got
2: to say, I'm not taking anything away from Melbourne. They were great, but the Broncos, man, disappointing. Mm. Disappointing. Well, and as a Titans fan, like I'm not crying for them. Nah. I'd, I'd love to see them battling, but they are a super club, whether we like it or not. Um, and uh, and this is as bad as probably they've
1: gone. Um, and as hard as it's been for Broncos fans probably since their inception into the league. Mm. Well, for me, I singled him out yesterday to you and I said how much it frustrated me. Yeah, It's the million-dollar man, Jonathan Thurston. Mm. I, he got a kick charge down early on. His body language just gave me the absolute shits the whole game. He yeah. was walking around with his head down. He wasn't playing both sides. He wasn't bouncing like he was. There was just no urgency whatsoever. He missed five tackles the one on Papali, he didn't even want to tackle Papali. He let him straight past him. I hope Laurie Daly's got some vision of that. Three errors. Three errors. Yeah. And just, just generally. Like, you watch the second half, probably a couple of people would go, but he had he, he passed some of the, the the passes in those couple of tries. They were just scrappy back and forth passes waiting for a holdout. Yeah, if you watch how those try, the start them. of those plays, they were side to side. He didn't create off, that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm more... He probably wasn't the worst player of the whole round, but I single him out because of his importance to the, the Cowboys. Effect, yeah. And them supposed to be a finals team this year. Yeah, that just isn't good enough. And he's getting paid a million dollars, and he's going to be there yeah. for the next four years. I'd probably years, also, so, um, you know?
2: I'd also single out. I didn't think Matt Scott had a great game in, well, the, in that game. I'd I think he's Dick making he's making a lot he's, meters. he's a lot of metres, he but job. he's not he's not bending the line back. He's not offloading. I just they don't excite me this year. The Cowboys. They, last year they were high potent, yeah, high well, potent, move the ball. They will punch you through the middle. This year. I don't, they don't really worry me through the middle of the field. And that's... Alarm bells have got to be ringing because that's where the games are won. Yeah, well, I mean, the only the only
1: fault in their side that is really punching holes in teams is Tarek Sims. Yeah, and he's on the bench this week. so Which is ridiculous. Figure that out. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had was Joseph Paulo. He's not a six. He no. got caught in no-man's land and led about three of those tries in. He got missed spew, seven tackles. He got a spew bag around. And just... Oh, I, I don't know what they're thinking. Ricky Stewart, sorted out. I know oh, yeah. you probably don't have many options. <laughs> Where's Luke Kelly? I don't know what's going on. There's got to be more options or someone there. Give Jacob be a run. Give somebody a run. Yeah. But uh, question of the week? Question of the week was, just plain
2: and simple this week, should Mitchell Orgut have been sent off, yes or no, um, or was the sin being a fair consequence? I, I, I tend to think, and I had a discussion with some of our fans on Facebook last night, that I think a lot of it was at 72nd minute, so the referees didn't have to send him off. They can sin bin no. him. It has the same effect. Him. The question would be... Uh, you know, to ask the referees obviously would be if it was the fiftieth minute, would it have been a send off? I yeah.
1: think it would have been yeah. as much oh, as I, I did I as much as I did enjoy it. There was nothing that provoked hitting especially about like Jamie Bureau' who's fairly clean and calm. I don't know where the swing and arm come, what provoked him. And I I laugh when Gordon Teller said it too. Why waste a swing and arm on someone's gut? If you're gonna throw one, make sure you're cleaning someone's head up. Yeah. But uh yeah, the punch as well. I think he's just it just summed up Paris season, like I said, frustrated. Uh, beaten and yeah just just a bit of build up anger and he snapped it
2: yeah yeah uh, well Matt you know Matt didn't need to run in so uh, Allgood didn't need to throw the punch but uh, that happens that's footy I, I, you know there's a lot of people a lot of do-gooders out there that'd be saying oh it's not a great look for the game well they're in a they're in a cauldron they're competing um, Matt I ran in Allgood's Frustrated, Allgood it was obviously frustrated because he threw the swinging arm in the tackle before. Matt, I'd probably have it every right to stand up for his teammate, but he ran a long way to do it. Let mm-hmm. the referee sort it out. Um, it's it's a penalty at best. Lucky the swinging arm didn't land from Allgood in the tackle. Um, otherwise, you know, it would have been a lot worse. But, um, yeah, it could have been avoided,
1: but it's just one of those things. Boys will be boys. All right, well, that's the fast five. So get on to that question this week. And uh, now we'll move on to the reviews of the games from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield, and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. For fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Starting with the reviews from the weekend, kicked off on Friday night at Shark Park, 36-22 to 22 over the Tigers. And uh, I think this is pretty straightforward. The first half, they were blown off the park, 24-0. Too much to come back from. Yeah, exactly. They uh, They did
2: a great job, I thought, second half of even getting back into the game. They probably had a chance. There There was a turning point. Benji Marshall failed to miss touch. And the Silla ripped the bloke's head off. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was probably the turning point in the game. Uh, but, yeah, first half... Just Todd carney Bruins, I think, for probably for the first half an hour. He, he laid on a kick for a try, a kick the 40-20. I still, um,
1: still think there's a bit of luck, though, like that. But there I know, was. There I, know was the, man, I know the first kick was too high. heading that direction, but that yeah. little flick is what made it pop up perfectly instead of running for Graham. Uh, the charge down, you know, that's a good effort. Yeah. But I, there was, like, Nathan Stapleton, full credit to him, I, did, I thought there was no way they were going to go 100 off that play. Mm. But uh, the, the other two plays, the kick and the passing, you know, I'm, I'm all well and good with that, but... The second half, three quick tries, uh, Robbie Farrah again, it wasn't Benji Marshall, Robbie Farrah leading the way, embarrassed about four players to set up Tedesco, then put a chip kick over the top, everything looked rosy, and uh, yeah, same old, same old from the Tigers, Benji Marshall had a, a moment of madness, couldn't kick the ball out of touch, one of your basics for a bloke who's yeah. worth $800,000 a year, good on your champion. Ooh, yeah, when you're demanding that sort of cash, there are the things you are got to get right. Uh, and that's plain and simple. Well, that did kill them because after that, it went up their end, they got trapped there, and then Carney threw an absolute ripper of a bullet past to uh, Bakuya which pretty much put the lid on that one 30-16 nice line by Bakuya mm, I think he's going to be great for the Warriors I know they probably look, they need
2: someone like that don't they got, they seem to have a lot of same-same back rollers. that you can put him on an edge you'll run a nice line
1: for you you will
2: defensively
1: him and Mannering on both sides is pretty outstanding and I was sitting there yesterday thinking where's he going to fit but with Taylor moving on that's just going to mean well, is, isn't Mannering playing on an edge yeah, yeah, but you'll be able to play Bakuya uh, on an I'd edge. Have,
2: I'd have Mateo and
1: Bakuya on on the edges and uh, put Mannering in the middle. But Mannering, he runs too good a line. Mateo's not going to run that line. Mateo's the ball player. I, I think, just think, I think you have to let him float full stop. It also depends on what happens with their hooker situation. Yeah, well, yet to be seen what's going to happen there. But uh, late on, once again, Robbie Farah kept him in the game. Beautiful pass to Lawrence, who tipped it on, but... Uh, it was all too late. They got done for an obstruction, which could have got them back into it, 30-28. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was an obstruction. Yeah, it was a construction. Pretty cool. But Fafita crashes over and, you know, laid on to make it 36-22. But his one early on in that first half just summed up how bad the Tigers were in the first half. Mm. The ruck defence was asleep. He outrun a couple of their players, and he put a left foot step on the fullback. Yeah, I don't Front know. Shouldn't start. be scoring fifty metre tries. I don't trails. know what you
2: put that down to for Mick Potter. I know he was pretty animated at half time, but maybe it was just one of those games. You, you have, you know, every side probably has one of those uh, a year. Some more than others. I.e., the Parramatta Eels and the Dragons this mm. year, but. Uh, yeah it was just a bit of an aberration first half nothing went their way. Tigers um, killed themselves. If though. they could have scored at the back end of that first half it might have been it might have been interesting, especially with Different the game. run that they had at the start of the second half, it uh, could have been back to even Stevens but but you, you, it, they, they didn't
1: deserve to win that game. The, the, the error count though, it's one of the most basic things holding the pill was 124. yeah you, you can't give away that kind of cheap pill. Uh, you know, like those two kind of moments, the grubber kick I still think Graham would have got, even off that um, that bounce. But yeah. but they, it was the possession before
2: that. Yeah, well, that it, was, it
1: was 37 sets to 20 at the end of the game, and it had nothing to do with a bad penalty count or anything else, bar yeah. the Tigers just frying themselves. Yeah. He misses touch. They're eight errors ahead. That's just handing extra pill over to a side like the Sharks, who yeah. just grind you in know, the dirt. And you think they would have learnt that lesson the week before, because they starved Melbourne of possession the week before mm. and got the result. So, uh, But that's footy. Yeah, well, Todd Carney, like you That's said. That's probably the end of them, but now the Tigers. Their yeah, final they're chances done. are done. They're done for yeah. sure. But Todd Carney, 40-20, 4 tries He was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Paired up with uh, Big Fafita, absolutely outstanding double, Whoa. 190 metres. The blokes are freak. It's the uh, modern-day front row. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the the, the Tigers. Who, who else do you reckon I'm going to say other than the same two blokes every week? Robbie Farrar. He led the charge. He had a hand in three of those tries. Yeah, Aaron Woods busted his backside. I and mean, yeah. the wrap again to those. I still think he, I think he might have lost a bit of confidence. He did from from that already. He still puts in. puts He, in, d- puts he in does. For, yeah, he does. Uh, those two young wingers again, though. not for Notfaluma's dummy half works outstanding, and Simona got another two tries. So. Yeah. Te, uh, Tedesco didn't have his greatest night either, did he? No. He made a couple of errors, but
2: he, he still busts his backside. It was just one of those nights for the Tigers and. Um, at, at least now they can sort of focus on you know the next eight or nine games or whatever they've got left.
1: Well, they've got um, the, into, into focusing on next year. They've got the boy, and they've blooded enough players as it is. But yeah. if, there's, if there's anyone else, I don't think they're going to affect their under twenties campaign. They've got a possibility of winning the comp, so yeah.
2: yeah. But I mean, just get get a few in there, give them a taste. The game here and there won't hurt them. Uh, the results now uh, shouldn't be an issue for them. It should be making sure that they've got a they've got their roster or their top twenty five sorted for next year. Yeah, we'll wait we and see what happens with them. They've got the buy next week, the Sharks. Play. And also, probably, sorry, sorting out the Benji Marshall situation. That's got to be a
1: focus for the next eight weeks.
2: They can't have that drag into
1: the off-season. Well, I'm sick of it. I don't really yeah. care. Oh, I honest. am as well. But he, for
2: them, they need to get it sorted.
1: If he wants to go to rugby, if it's the Waratahs or whatever, just piss off. He, yeah. he wants his money. He's whinging about Humphreys. He didn't sign anything. It's yeah. not on paper. It's not binding. He's not there anymore. It's not binding. You've got two years left. You've got your money. So shut up and play football or piss off to rugby. Yeah. Simple as that, but. Uh, the Broncos, uh, next week, is who the Sharks have to play. That's a way I think the Sharks, the Sharks even, probably get even without a couple of players, I backed them last year in this situation, and Wade, Wade Graham and Bacuda and a couple of these blokes just went up there and gave it to them. So, well, Lewis Gallon, uh, yeah, away that, for feeder, away. But they're, they're, their depth's pretty good. Yeah, but the, the Broncos Sharkies, can't whinge and say they're missing the players because they're, they're missing three. Origin, so. So, yeah.
2: I'll,
1: be, I'll be back on the Sharkies there. But the other Friday night game, what else can you say? 32-zip. We're talking about the Broncos losing to Melbourne, who are clinical. Yeah. And the most impressive thing for me, especially being a Melbourne fan, how you know they're on is their scramble defense. The Broncos could have led us in the first half if they really wanted to, but... It was grand final-esque. That, just that's sort of some of the stuff
2: you saw in the grand final last year that broke the uh, the doggies back. But um, that, And I said to you on the night, that's the difference between... Teams being top four sides and also runs, yeah, Well and the Broncos currently are also runs. And are they, 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 how many times do you reckon they got over the line and got held up? Oh mate, at I, least I, four I can times. Tell. It
1: was six at yeah, least. Okay. Yeah. Finch and, and, held two up. Uh, Slater held two up. Yeah. Longer saved two. One was like he kind of dummied Josh Hoffman to take a kick and let it go. Yeah. Uh, they he then took that Hodges intercept, chased down Miranda, and directed O'Neill to cover Hodges on the inside. Finch held one up as well. And there was yeah. another crash over. I think they got in the middle. So there was at least so five could or have six been, tries. Been they could have, they yeah. could have beaten us. They could have beaten us. Five or six tries. And if stopped. you look at
2: the scoreline, you didn't see the game. Uh, you wouldn't. Know, you wouldn't think
1: that. But the definition and letting you know how the game was going to go was the second minute. Our first set after they had possession was Smith just putting Bromwich through a hole. Yeah, whose tower have, was fifty meters? That's enough there to let you know you're in for a bad night. Warning signs. And, uh, you know, five line breaks to nil. You talked about the Haas before. Got absolutely no potency out of their attack. No right. line breaks created on their own. 36 missed tackles to 12. Yeah. 15 errors to 11. And, uh, you know, they won the penalty count, 7-4, but that still didn't help them. But the storm was just clinical. There's nothing else to say. And I think I said it to you last week. Out of the three players out of the big three, Cameron Smith's the most important. Yeah. And it was proved on Friday. He makes some of those forwards... Look 10 times better than what they would running off anyone else. It all starts with him in the middle. I'm not taking away from Kronk, who was solid. Uh, You know, I thought Slater, you know, he didn't have a bad game and and Finch was a bit better, but Cameron Smith is the linchpin. It all starts at dummy half of Cameron Smith. Yeah, it does. Definitely.
2: Uh, I'm not going to go into too much depth with that.
1: Um, The scary thing for me is only that Melbourne are going to improve. The scary thing is they they only turned that tap on, you know, a couple of times this year again. Mm. The funny thing is, what we all know though, come finals time, they're going is to when be they Play their best football. So, yeah. for, like I said, as me as a fan, I'm always more worried about just you know them being in the top four. They'll be looking for a home final probably, and uh, from there, that's well, when I, that's on, when I'll they're judge. Five them. points clear anyway, aren't they? The top no, four. we're third. So the top three are five points clear of the rest. By still way. not a home final, but two bites of the cherry. We're not we're not dropping out of the top four, but yeah, uh, you know we'll pretty much leave that one behind. Well, but and, you're still guaranteed a home semi because if you win, you get the home semi. If you lose, you get the home semi the week after. Mm-hmm. If you're Realistically, if you're, though, um, you look at Melbourne... If come, you're third or fourth. In their past, they always want to win that first week. Yeah, but and then what I'm saying on, is that yeah. if
2: they win that, they then get the home they preliminary. Will, yeah.
1: So, yeah. But I, I still think Craig Bellamy would like to get that second spot and get a home semi-straight away. If, if not, they've got top four. But like I said, those four players, there's nothing you could be said. Finch is slotted in. I thought his first two games were ordinary. He looked a lot better the other night. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a very handy replacement, very experienced. Uh, Bromwich, outstanding. Hoffman, outstanding, monster games, and Tohu Harris. This bloke is an absolute weapon. Yeah. 160 meters off the bench. He's only getting you know half a game sometimes. His contributions when he comes on there. and from the word go and this uh, the World Club Challenge at the start of year, he was made to play first grade. Mm. As far as the Broncos concerned, well,
2: he was a, he was a massive part in Melbourne just running all over the Broncos. Well, his, he he he's had had a hand in, in the try. In his
1: feet, his agility,
2: pokes his nose through. The running metres that the, the uh, Melbourne forwards managed to accumulate yeah, compared well, to the Broncos—one hundred eighty yeah. a piece
1: for Bromwich and Hoffman, one hundred sixty for Tohu. and yeah. six try assists out of the six tries all come from that spine. Yeah. So that shows you, you know, the key players could. Improve. Yeah, but
2: also that that it also highlights to you that the
1: uh, those key players need a platform laid for them, mm. and one of the do, in order to do it. One of the most improved players in the comp for me, Sisi Wonga. Yeah, he's a weapon. The bloke's actually outstanding. He's come a real long way because he was a laughing stock when he first made his debut. At the Roosters, he was terrible. and They yeah. let him go real quick. For the Broncos, it's just your typical again. Uh, Parker busted his ass. I feel sorry for the bloke. He's playing in a beaten side. Justin Hodges, seven offloads. Uh, you know, he tries as hard as he can, but he seems to be their leg to stand on. Mm. And Josh McGuire, 58 tackles. He, you know, went nuts trying to cover up for everything, but... You know that doesn't really help them. They need some halves. They need to pretty much look at their side and have a real good think about where they're going. Yeah, I agree uh, there's it. a lot of a lot of spots going to be empty next year, and they need to start rebuilding. Yeah, Uh storm next week. Have the boy. like we said before. Broncos and the Sharks. I think the Broncos probably lose that one, and that'll probably end their season. But well, Ben Hannett's back for the Bronx this week. But apart from that, there's not much to uh, crow about. Nah, well Saturday night the Dragons. Same deal again. Not much to say. Thirty-six nil by the Roosters, full credit to the Roosters. Their attack is outstanding. People whinging about them being the least amount of repeat sets. They put in attacking kicks, they go for points, and they defend their line just as good as anyone anyway. so yeah. uh, The thing for me with the Roosters
2: that surprised me this season, and, and I, uh, I'll i admit I had them ninth. I didn't have them in my eight. Um, I'm eating my words. We're well, eating humble mm-hmm. pie now. They're in my eight. I, um, the thing, and, and and everyone's been surprised by it, has been the defense. Yeah. Um, under Brian Smith, they were paper thin, uh, and that's no shot at Brian. It's just that's where they sort of got to. And, and obviously Trent Robinson's bought in a new system, bought in some new philosophies. They've done a lot, obviously done a lot of hard work on it mm. because to, to have it flip, um, and I think they're averaging conceding over twenty points this year. Uh, last year they're you know around about ten to eleven points I think per game this year. So that's 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 a huge swing um, in a six month period. Mm. So. Uh, but on the back of that, and, and I think come finals time, my only concern is is when they get even share of the pill uh, when they play in Melbourne or play South, whether they're going to be able to bank enough
1: points. Well, I think they can. Um, they got they got just with this- with
2: the fact that, like you say, that that's the only concern for me
1: with the repeat sets. Yeah, but they defend, but uh, they defend their line as good as any of those sides do, regardless of being. Yeah, but like maybe said, not against the better sides. I, I, I Rodman
2: beat them. South beat them. Yeah. so they're recording. South the beat them sports. round one.
1: I'm not buying into that. Flogged crap. Flogged them round one. Yeah, round one though. We're talking about a brand cool. new side, a brand new coach, Sonny Bill fresh. All new connections. Jake Friend is. Yeah, but I need to see it, you know, man. I need yeah, to see I, know, it. But I, I need still, to see him still, beat don't. Melbourne. People that keep bringing up his beat... South yeah. game, that's round
2: one. That's nothing. Yeah, I, I don't really care. That's the only uh, mark in the sand or line in the I sand. I think
1: we've got. the Melbourne game, they only just lost. They didn't have Jared Rare or Sam Moa, which to me, they lay a much better platform and have a better crack. So yeah. I'm not trying to stand up from that situation, but I think both those games, I'm not, I'm not even worried about it. Well, point I think really point. there's a clear top three. Oh, easily. There's a clear top three. Oh, I think... And Manly are fourth, but they don't have the depth in their squad this year. i stand year, by I what I said last week.
2: I still think the grand final, the winner of the grand final will be Melbourne or South, mm. in my mind. But the Roosters, defensively, and, and there is the it's old adage that Yeah,
1: but the old adage is defence means competitions. It does, but I'm it's just putting on the flip so. side. They, they can attack oh, they can, them. definitely. They've got both yeah. sides of the coin. But they had less sets. Mine, um, but my concern also with them is Sean kennedy Dow. They can fix that problem. Mm. That's up to them. They, I thought they did the best thing they could have done on the I mean, weekend.
2: One also, yeah, but they I
1: put him on. They put him on the wing on the weekend. I thought it was the yeah. best thing they done. They didn't yeah. leak any points down that edge like they usually do. So yeah. maybe that's something he needs to read into. Definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely. Even if
1: I think Sheck... well, in, at least he's he's seeing obviously what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, you know, you got to you got to uh, you got to sort those things out before you get exposed in a finals game because often, and South found it out last year. Remember, they went to Melbourne and. And got exposed real bad, um, and you know they probably didn't recover from that point. So, if if Trent Robinson can find those little chinks and, and iron them out before the finals, will um, have them exposed before the finals. They're going to be in a much better position. Um, Than obviously what South were last year because I I think they're a real similar side. M- Maguire was doing similar things with South this time last year.
1: Yeah. Well, repeat sets or not, the Dragons have the most in the comp. So for everyone throwing that stat up, if it's that yeah, important, but if you've got no halves. Or yeah, no we'll still or no fullback. You're talking true. about a kicking game and being controlled by your halves. Their halves are obviously forcing. Goal line dropouts. It doesn't then reflect in thirty five. Uh, it to doesn't then aim. reflect in position on the ladder. It,
2: it, 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 but in Origin games, yeah,
1: I understand it, that. It, but just for everyone saying in general that they're screwed, they put in attacking nah, kicks. They've got two massive wingers. It's something they need to address. They generally don't go for the repeat set. Mm-hmm. I'd kick for Tupou all day if I was them as well. And Shek's a little bit shorter, but the bloke can jump. Yeah, they've got targets everywhere, so not going for repeats. I applaud them for going for the points, but. There's not much to be said here. They were clinical, 18 nil half, 36 full, perfect split, two full halves of footy. They had less sets. They are probably a little bit ill-disciplined. They marched the Dragons out of their own in a few times. 9-3, yeah. they lost the penalty count. But once again, I'm, I'm just not concerned, and they weren't phased by it either. I would be with the penalty count.
2: In a game um, like that, though. No. no, no, but I mean moving forward. You can't just take it one game at a time. It's got to be collectively what's happening over long periods of time, and uh, their discipline is is starting to become an issue again. But... Um, hopefully it's something that they can address. They also got outran in this game. That shows you how much more possession the Dragons had. The Dragons made
1: more metres. So, uh, crazy to think that it's a 36-0 scoreline. Well, I thought for the Roosters, Michael Jennings had a great game, over 200 metres, yeah. uh, and to try of his own. He's finally learned how to pass back on the inside. He had a few Barry Crocs at the start of the Jared. year. Uh, James Maloney. He was. he was Could really, have seen really good back as a New South Wales fan. Mm. Pierce got a couple of assists there. He, he wasn't too bad. Um, that's probably the best game I've seen Pierce play all year.
2: Yeah, and so I, hopefully yeah. he can uh, he can bring that come Origin. I, I, the try that really impressed me was the one where he ran. Dummy played square, had a player inside and outside, and went straight through. So
1: mm.
2: that's something he needs to uh, needs to bring to the table come Origin next week.
1: And they had the platform laid. M- Mower and Rory Hargraves, 140 apiece. And Boyd Corden, I think he really deserves his call cool up. He's, he's tough, but he's classy, the young bloke. The Dragons, I thought Merrin is, as you're always going to say, 180, a couple offloads. But there are two other ones that stood out for me with their two young blokes. Uh, young Craig Garvey, he looked classy off the bench. He's definitely going to be part of their side going forward. And Charlie Runciman, he got some early ball, not a lot. He was fairly solid. So yeah. I think that, that's the time for them now. We keep saying it. Steve Price, wake up yourself, champ. Yeah, you're not making well, the finals. Steve
2: Price... Stop picking
1: the same players. Man, why was Mitch Rain off the field for 40 minutes? Exactly. But why Why are you picking Fien and all these blokes when you're trying to move forward? He's done the right thing by starting De Bellen and a couple of other blokes. Get drink water in. But it's time to get drink water. It's time to blood anyone that you want to have a look at. Yeah. You need to start preparing for the arrivals of Thompson, Farrell, Widop. It's time to start looking yeah. at who's going to fit into that side. Definitely. But uh, the other Saturday game, the Panthers up in Darwin uh, against the Titans... 40 to 18. And uh, you said it, and I'm starting to see it as well. I think there's about to be a major slide for the Titans. The Titans. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. I, I watched the press conference, and Cardi, he seemed concerned this week. So uh, I think the writing's been on the wall for, for several weeks. The only saving grace I have for them, and, and I'm a Titans fan and I'm the first to kick them, is that maybe it is tiredness from origin. They've got a lot of guys in there that are playing origin the depth that we've got there is rubbish. Uh, you got no there's no depth. So I think similar to Manly, I think if we can get our full strength side on the on the park, we're going to be great. Um Idris obviously is, we're going to be minus Idris. I think at best mate, we if at best best case scenario we finish 7th or 8th and we probably get knocked out first week. So
1: I don't think you will. I think you're going to I I've, now. I
2: did the ladder predictor. I man I think we're on we're going to be on 20 points after this bye. Uh, and then you go into your last eight weeks, we're going to have to win four of eight. And we're playing, I think we're playing South Roosters, Melbourne, uh, Warriors, Cowboys. We've we, we got a tough run in. Dogs. So, uh, you know, well, not not looking good. But for me, I, I think regardless of, of what happens in the back end of the year, I think we've overachieved in terms of what I expected this mm-hmm. year. Um, but it just shows you that that poor roster management the, the salary cap decisions that were made based around Idris and Taylor haven't been great and the fact that they've re-signed a lot of these old guys yeah, you know it's starting to really bite us in the ass yeah, Penrith was. on the other hand who have, who have managed their cap brilliantly uh, look at them they're only going to get better they get, their roster's only going to improve over the next three or four years
1: mm. So... Yeah, well, I don't agree with Jamie, talking about Jamie Soud or Brent Kite, but uh, right. that's... But it's improving each on what they've got. It's going to
2: improve their depth.
1: I still think Walsh is better than Soud, and that's saying a lot. I just think it's disappointing that no, Walsh is I starting think you to need play to good give, football now. You need to put Soward in there and give him a crack at least. Um, yeah, well, a four-year deal. It was a long crack, so yeah. let, let's hope he bloody plays good. But a four-year deal means shit. Matt Moylan, under the high ball, he struggled early on. Yeah. Uh, but Dean Vara, he gave hell to the young debutant highball high ball hunt on that edge. Mm. A uh, half-time, it was 12-all. It was a fairly even contest. Well, half-time?
2: I was confident. I thought first half we were disgusting. And to get in at 12-all, I was thinking, holy Harry, here we go. We, we can't get any worse second half. And guess what? We
1: did. We did. Yeah, you really, really did. Yeah, they, yeah. they come out uh, in particular again. I know they put Luke O'Dwyer out there to try and patch up that right side defense. But most of the tries went down there. Uh, enough said with James Roberts getting a hat-trick. Simple stuff through the hands. Uh, I just, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. He's aerial try, he's grabbing the air from the kick that was an outstanding try that was rubbish by James Roberts, But you know, then they gutted him up the middle I couldn't believe how easy they folded James Seguiaro got on, ran through put a nice grubber through Yeah, uh, Vare again, burned Hunt cut back on the inside, ran to the ruck, offloaded it was just pretty straightforward the only real thing that happened positive for you guys in the second half was Kelly took a dive off something that Grant should have got put on, then two seconds later just a bit of uh, sandow in him Got up and scored with try. He yeah. was completely fine, but that's probably another
2: issue. I don't understand why when when that happens, when a player takes a dive, blatantly took a dive, and you've got to report. report that they don't just move the play
1: the ball ten meters sight like across field and play it. I just would done what they usually no one, do. No they one make them stand up man. and just don't give a penalty, don't give anything. So there you go. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, uh, I thought it
2: was a crusher type tackle, but it was incidental. There was no. No, nah, not movement. that one.
1: That was Mossy. I'm talking about Grant flicked him near the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of grazed about. him, not the crusher. But
2: even the crusher, I thought, was in this incidental. I didn't think. I didn't think they made a movement to crush his neck. No,
1: nah, I think. I thought he got caught in a shit position. Yeah. Robert Robinson had control of the body, I think, and Mossy coming over the top almost forced him. Yeah. Down onto him. So they happen all the time, though. Yeah. But that flick across the face that uh, Kelly dived off. I'm just sick of saying. I don't know. The thing that burns me is they penalise some and then others. You look at and yeah. you go, "Thank God they didn't." Yeah. So you know, sort that out. That's that's really, really starting to irritate me. But Penrith, was pretty straightforward again. They laid the platform against you guys. They killed the middle. Uh, Vare Penrith come great. Yeah, well, Vare on the young fella, Haimel Hunt. He had a nightmare debut. He couldn't keep control of him. James Roberts, I've been saying all year how keen I've been to see him play. He's not even a winger. He's actually a centre, but he's got speed to burn. He got a hat trick. He's going to be an NRL winger. Your favourite man, David Simmons, he scored another two tries. That's his fifth double there. Yeah, but what did he do to get him? James Seguiara, absolutely outstanding. There's, there's, you can't really highlight enough players for Panthers that are outstanding. But They're a, uh, they're an average team performing well across the park. Well, I, I'll go the opposite and say there's a couple of average blokes in there, but as far as picking young blokes... Yeah, but they're blue-collar. They're blue first-grade first uh... first talent going forward. Yeah. I think they've done well buying kids like Robinson and this that you can look at and say he's got first grade written on him mm. we will bring him over here for the opportunity if they want it a lot of them have like a- applause to Seguiara and a lot of these blokes for taking a chance to go to Panthers yeah. and it's paying off for them but as far as the Titans like I said I think this slides on Meade obviously got his double he was solid fire Harrison was the only other one that really stood out to me and uh, young yeah. Jerome Hughes the fullback I thought he had a, a he pretty did. He had a
2: good game, pretty he tried, good game.
1: <laughs> and, uh, he's only a baby so that- there's probably one we've got the buy I think what have uh, Penrith have got power? So man, Penrith are climbing. Yeah, well, you'd like to think that that's gonna try to entrench them a little bit further in the in the eight. So have to wait and see what happens next week. Crazy things happen, but I hopefully and most likely, I think they are going to bloodbath the Parramatta Eels. But Sunday kicked off with uh, the Canberra Raiders twenty six to eighteen over the Cowboys, and uh, I can't stress enough how frustrating it is to watch the Cowboys. Mm. They're just complete lack of urgency. They're definitely not playing finals. I know. Last week we had the question. You know, do we think they can come back? I'm, wow, so, I'm saying it right now. If they're playing in the finals, I'm not here. They don't deserve to play in the finals. They. Mm-hmm. I know there's teams that have scrapped, but there's teams with lesser players than them that are doing a lot better. And who do they? Who do they play this week? Are they going to buy or do they play someone this nah, week? No, they're playing Manly at home, and Manly only missed Watmell. They had a few injury concerns after last night, Manly. But I'm just mm-hmm. sick of it. So like. they're probably going to have to win. They're six of eight six oh. of eight
2: to run run in the run
1: home. It's stacking up against them. I think yeah. eight there on fourteen now, so they need two wins to even get even with somebody. Plus results going ahead, so virtually twenty
2: eight a magic number. They probably so need
1: yeah, probably well, six win seven from nine, but uh,
2: seven ki- from eight. Sorry. They're
1: slow. They're boring. Uh, Ninety seconds in set the tone. Jonathan Thurston just lacks it. Daysicle gets a charge down against him every time they seem to get a roll on, and this was highlighted by the commentators when you're watching it, and it, it just kills you. They take a hit up. No, no, yeah. That, they yeah, they make a line break, then take it. They take it out. That's what I'm saying now. though. But when when you've got a roll on yeah. and you've got momentum, you're not supposed to just compound it by mm. like taking another one out carry and getting three blokes on you to wrestle. Jonathan Thurston didn't demand the pill. I need Jason Smith. Mate. It's just yeah, bring him back. <laughs> Let him smoke when he reads on the field. He'll do the job for you. But yeah, I think they're missing. They're missing that uh, other point of attack because Thurston's having to do all of it. Yeah, well, I think the other day he didn't do anything. Mm. He, well, I, I, I think he, he tried, hard, but he tried, but he he did it to me when I was watching it. His, Clint, boi, his body language to me was a Greg Inglis before Origin one. He kind mm, mm. himself, I think. Yeah. Clint Greenshields doesn't offer that uh, attacking spark that
2: Bowen uh, yeah, added. Well, at least well, added what's last year. Add, Bowen yeah, hasn't right. added much this year. Definitely, he's been uh, he's been awful. But uh, you know, Michael Morgan, they're also probably missing him a little bit. Uh, Ray Thompson he's doing a decent job out of nine, but. You know, the pieces
1: that they had there at the start of the year that they thought were gonna work for them aren't working. Well I, I working. still think it's a crock. I think they've got the Fords they've just I think they've gone away from their yeah, game. It, yeah. I don't I don't think they capitalise on their roll on everyone's saying they're not getting punched. I think they're their still are
2: making meters, they're making meters. They're that's what I mean. I'm I'm not
1: defending it anymore when everyone's saying, Oh, they're not rolling forward. They are rolling forward. Yeah. I think they're not planning ahead, they're not willing to chance their arm. Last year, if they got a quick play the ball they were gone. It was just look out. And I know Matt Bowen was a part of that, but at the same time... CERL
2: as well. Big he's look.
1: injured and moving on. I do defend that as well, but just in general, they just look very slow, yeah. non-urgent and just completely well, More offloads, more line breaks. Um, Can- Canberra killed me, though, because they were outstanding in the first half in getting an 18-0 scoreline. Canberra easy yeah. controlled that game. Papali skittled poor old Jonathan Thurston and laid on a bit of desperation from a high ball, flicked out to semi but... Second half is just typical of them. Mm-hmm. 18-0 lead, they get back 26-18 to finish the game. They scored one try, they put the cue on the rack, and the try itself come from a moment of individual brilliance by an outstanding young player named Anthony Milford, yeah. who burns Louie off the scrum. So, second half, they virtually offered nothing, they put the cue on the rack. Mm. So, as much as they could probably make the eight, I look at them again and think now... Kimber, yeah. They'll make the eight. They can make the eight, but uh, even, the if, eight. even if Ferguson comes back, I still think... With the amount of switch-offs they have in their game, they can't put together an 80-minute performance. They're I'll, say, I'll say it
2: here now: I think we're going to get a repeat of the uh, Sunday game from last year's finals. I think it'll be Canberra at home to Cronulla first. The Sharks.
1: Week. Well, I think the Sharks
2: will finish above Canberra. Mm, well, I don't think they will. But that's just that's my opinion. I, I think the Raiders have got a good run run uh, run home.
1: Yeah, they've so, got the
2: Dragons and the Parra coming up, but at know, the same time, I still think the Sharkies will probably come. And I mean, that's we should highlight that that's another win at home. They're undefeated at home this year. 11 in a row. So it's well, almost like problem, tip though. them, they tip them when away. they're at home. And when they're away, they're, they're diabolical. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, they switched off. I really feel sorry for Neil Henry, though. Everyone's putting the daggers to him. i tell you what. I'm starting to buy into it. His players. I'm, I'm I don't buy into, into it. I look at the players and just think, what, what's going on? This week, I'm, I was a bit frustrated looking at the... the team that he's named. Well, that's what I mean. I looked Sims, his team this,
2: this week. Wow. Thought, wow.
1: At Canberra, Shillington, good go for it. Didn't break back into the origin side, obviously, but he had a pretty good game. Papali, yep. Dominant and Milford. Milford was the other standout for me. Their halves were pretty solid the first half but switched off. As much as the Cowboys, Green Shields doesn't offer much as far as ball play. He was outstanding as he far was as on his, kick his return, returns. but uh, yeah. Brent Tate, Oh, Buzz, I, I don't like saying it, but he didn't have a great game. Matt Scott, 190 metres, he laid the platform. Yeah. But for them, I'm, I'm just over them. I'm, they're boring to watch this year, and that's something I never thought I'd say about the Cowboys. Yeah, they're annoying, aren't they? But, uh, the other Sunday game, second of three games, was the Dogs took a game up to Benny Barber's hometown, Mackay. They went down 18-12 to Newcastle. This is one I couldn't really tip, but at the same time, I'm not surprised the way the result went.
2: There, mm, yeah, what's wrong with the Dogs? I'm starting to slide off the dogs as well. I, I just expected them to come good.
1: Uh, the players that were going well for them last year are now not playing as well. well I think. Um, it, I think you want to talk about coaching. Dez Asla change the game plan. What's changed? Nothing's changed. It's a fair point. So you're supposed, oh, he's yeah. supposed to be the super coach. People say that Melbourne don't change. That's a lot of crap. They change their no, they change little, every... little bits every year and add something new. And yeah. The Roosters have obviously got many different points of attack. And The Souths of... have got different points of attack, but the Bulldogs seem to have the one play.
2: Are the, are the dogs going to be
1: the Melbourne of last year? Because for me, I mean,
2: for, for me, the start of the year, Hasler, uh, you know, obviously you know, you're not going to have Graham there. Uh, they had their issues with the Barber stuff and the Cassiano stuff and, and all the crap. Now they've hit Origin. Uh, they strung together that decent patch. What is it, seven of nine now? I think seven of the no, last Now nine it's of seven, of ten seven, seven of ten, loss. which isn't a bad it's a good run in, in, in the NRL. That's a great uh, that's a great run. That's a top eight run easily. Uh, probably
1: close to a top four. But after losing so four of your first five. That's right. That, that's start what's hurt that. them.
2: Um, but we probably expected that to happen. No, with, two with from stuff seven. That, uh, yeah, but with all the all the uh, you know the off-field stuff, Tony Williams going like a busted. Um, maybe turn the corner. Uh, you know they get a run home. I, they're the only side I think that can finish outside the top four and win the comp.
1: Put it well, that way. I'm at a point now where I just don't see any value in the money they've spent on Tony Williams. Cassiano no, is injured, so that's not helping. But all I had in my head, even bar all the problems right now... Would you Would you drop Weems? I would. He's disgraceful. Yeah. He's an absolute joke to himself for you know his ability.
2: For me, for me, I would have dropped him a
1: month ago. For his size, his ability, and just everything about him, the fact, the way he plays his football, I, I'm more disappointed. Like I said, Dal Finnegan's getting a lot more game time. I'm happy about that. I'd rather give a bloke like that a crack. He put a massive shot on again on the weekend, a couple offloads. I'd rather have a young bloke who's keen as mustard and going. Even that other Tim Brown bloke they've on the bench a few times. He has a good go. Mm. So w- why? Yeah. Tony Williams needs something to justify why he's getting paid and still playing. There seems to be more... There seems There's going to be something under the surface here happening. Oh, I don't know what it is, but they're definitely not playing to their potential. Well, I think they're pretty much almost done in as far as winning the comp. I still think they'll be in the eight easily, but... Uh, even with Cassiano back healthy, I don't, Tony Williams needs.
2: Yeah, but once they get to the finals, you don't know. It's only four games,
1: you know. Like it. Well, Ben Barber's mind—he played well on the weekend, but his mind still elsewhere. He's <laughs> this Brisbane deal is pretty much a done deal. He's his missus is going home, so yeah. I still think you're more what you said the first time. There's more underlying problems yeah. than uh, what we're seeing on the football field. But at the same time, I stick to what I said before. Nothing's changed in their game plan.
2: No, no, it hasn't. But I just. I don't know whether, you know, these the coaches, they have a, you know, full season plan. So whether he's actually thought, well, if we can get to point, you know, A, B, C, D in the season uh, or, or, you know, round whatever um, and then turn it on. Yeah, um, with what they dished I up know. On, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but we need to see something.
1: Ooh, with what they dished up on the weekend, they better be looking to do something soon because it's the same crap I've seen for 17 weeks After now. After origin, so.
2: that's when the, uh, the whips come out and we turn for home. But After they, origin, and, and that's when it's all going to be on.
1: They had more line breaks. They won that 5-3. Yeah. I,
2: I just thought
1: they just couldn't score. 18 offloads to 5. Yeah. They couldn't create nothing. And the Knights missed 40. Seven tackles and the dogs missed twenty eight. Mm. They still couldn't do the job. It was a game that, when I was watching it, I you always sort of felt that the dogs were eventually going to
2: win, even down to the last minute. When well, they, I the hill, still, I thought, still kind of going go on point, looked
1: at Newcastle and thought, you know, I still thought they were more dominant. Every time they got a chance, they scored. Mm. Simple as that. Houston may have been scrappy. Houston's last try to get them in front, uh, as well as the you know the first one come off a pretty poor read, but even Badiris is just barge over. Uh, Pretty basic tries. And for that Newcastle, you know, it's a good win, but Wayne Bennett's got to address dummy half tries. Mm. Josh Reynolds, dummy half try. Chris Nunu, dummy half try. I think their marker work's pretty poor. And that's your other problem for the Bulldogs. If that's how you are getting your tries, you've got some serious issues. Yeah. Dummy half tries. Last year, we saw some brilliantly constructed tries from the Dogs. We're not seeing them this year. And, uh, you know, I'll give Mullen a wrap. I said before, I pretty much death rode him at the start of the year, but I thought their halves were fairly solid again. Yeah. Badira had a bit of class. William Mason was the man of the match, and rightfully so. He was outstanding. Smashed James Graham at one point. there. absolutely love that. But uh, I just, yeah, I, I can't explain what's going on with the Bulldogs. They need to pick their game up. Newcastle, on the other hand, when they looked dead, after being about one from seven, I think it was, they've got a couple in a row now. So they've pretty much put themselves back in the, the bottom of that eight yeah. and solidified their position. Then one highlight for me, for them, is their left edge is starting to look really potent. That lua and McManus combo with Boyd in the ball, they look pretty similar to what he had at the Dragons. He's got mm. got two good weapons there. Well, I'm, still, I'm not falling in love with them. Um, I'm not falling in love well, with them. I definitely see them on the improve, though. Mm. Definitely. But I think Badiris being back definitely helps them going forward. He makes the forwards look a lot better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they need to put a few more scalps together and get some momentum. Uh, this week, they've both got the bye, so it's probably good timing. Hasler needs to definitely have a look at things. Yeah, Wayne Bennett, he's only got one in origin, so they're not really affected in that regard, but there's not much It's, too a, much good, it's a
2: good time for them to get the bye, I think, Newcastle. Mm. They'll now be able to replan and, and get ready for that the swing home. Um, they're, in, they're in a pretty good position now with those last two wins.
1: Well, the other thing for your dogs before we move on, uh, only one forward over 100 metres was Tolman, who's probably been their best player this year. Yeah, he has been. And Ben Barber, he was on fire. He should have scored a couple of times, didn't. But uh, you'd expect that when he went home, 11 tackle bus to the line, bro. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Well,
1: the game he had there last
2: year was brilliant. So.
1: Yeah, well, he destroyed me. I was shattered yeah. on the couch as a Melbourne fan. But yeah. the other Sunday fixture, probably the game of the round or close to it, Souths versus the Warriors. This game was outstanding for about 65 minutes. Yeah. And then there was that one moment there, which, you know, damned if you do, in the words of Gordon Tallis last night, I said, damned if you do and, uh, like, damned if you don't. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Glenn Fisiahi throws a pass oh, after yeah. Sean Johnson gets out the in goal yeah. if that pass goes off they're around 100 metres and score a try yeah. and they're back in it and I really can't blame them that's they, the way the
2: Warriors play bro.
1: but they were on the back foot yeah. they're on the back foot and that that was that moment I don't blame them for taking it if that comes off yeah. but that, that's the way
2: they play you live in the the sword so. but
1: if they score there it's 19-12 they've got a two try buffer yeah. with 15 to go and you'd be pretty confident they can hold on a two try span uh, you know, they end up getting scored on that set and then the floodgates open. They had a, a two run in late, three tries at the end there, made 30 to 13. I don't think that's a true reflection of the game. No. A lot of people were sitting no. there saying, oh, South's had another gear. I do agree with that somewhat. They do have another gear, but I still think the Warriors, if they would have not put the queue in the rack, and that's pretty much what I put it down to, I thought they got really defensive. Yep. Once they have the uh, the field goal there, even at the 65th minute, like with 15 minutes to go, a field goal is not going to beat Sears. No, that's right. They needed to roll their sleeves up, let Sean Johnson orchestrate and try and get over the top of them to get another try. But uh, they went to their shells, and I think they can take a lot out of that performance. I think they showed enough that they could be there at the back end of the year yep. in the finals trying to challenge some of these better sides. And they beat the Roosters, so there's a little bit to look into there. But uh, what, what can you say? I think Sean Johnson in particular... Has been absolutely outstanding, and realised that once Maloney's left and his potential, what he needs to do for that side. Oh, mate, he's. Uh,
2: he's. I think he's now getting that uh, aspect in his game where he organises, mm. he kicks, he pushes the side around. I think Nathan Friend coming back's obviously helped that. Nathan Friend's now sort of into two months without a knee.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash
2: go ...without an injury, without a game out, so that's helping. Uh, Kevin Lockback probably helping as well. He um, gets a lot of help from Mateo forward. and Taylor too. Yeah, yeah. They're both very good ball-playing yeah, forwards.
1: ball-play a little. Uh,
2: and obviously you've got Thomas Lulawai there as well. So they've got nice pieces there to surround Johnson. Uh, I thought his attitude's obviously also improved Johnson because start of the year, he looked a little disinterested, he looked to be buying into the whole we we, now, we don't want Matty Elliott and, and mm. yada yada yada, but now as, as we probably said, and the criticism that we, we laid on them at the start of the year was uh, well founded, because look at them now, no
1: excuses No, nah, no excuses, and look at them all over the park though, they got weapons everywhere and uh, you know, first half that, that border mattering shows his potential they got great line runners, they got good forwards they got him, Lulawai like we said, he, he probably doesn't have the most creative mob about him, but with what they get out of their forwards, it makes up for it. Yeah. But the ball that he gave to Mannering for that first try was an absolute ripper. It was ripper. a cracker, yeah. And then late on, Conrad Hall. Jesus Christ. Wow. You don't need to set anything up for that blow. If I, I think he pretty much would get... He looks angry when they try to put him through a hole. Mm. He pretty much just gives that look like, just pass it to me.
3: Yeah.
1: Under 10 style. Don't don't worry about setting anything up. Just give me the ball and let me skittle my centre. Mm. And he made Bryson and Goodwin look silly a few times, but... Yeah, he wrecked GI. He wrecked Bryson Goodwin and Pay, I said to you that I've been frustrated that he's been in and out. He destroyed uh, Young Reynolds and plenty of his carries. Those two, in between them, both carried for 170 meters.
2: Yeah, so uh, he's it, mate, He's been great as well. Um, they shouldn't take any, uh, you know, anything out of that game. The Warriors, apart from the fact that eighty minutes, um,
1: yeah, just and play eighty minutes,
2: and South can take plenty out of that because I, I think that's a uh, a side that's been on the up. Mm. That's almost a form side in the comp you just played.
1: Well, that was very that. That's another aspect of their game that's improved. That's a very Melbourne-like trait to you know be down in a game like that and look like you're on the back foot, and then when it matters most near the end, when things are getting clinical, they just blew it open. Yeah, and it was enough to, like I said, at the end you're almost disappointed. You know, you're like oh. They won 30-13, to 13 and we've seen that so many times, but they're in that league now. The other thing I look at too is their work around the play the ball early on. Their ruck work is just flawless. Yeah, you know They lost a bit of control of it when the Warriors got moving for a bit there, but just in all aspects, it's pretty much like watching. Maguire has pretty much taken his Melbourne influence there. It's just in a green and red jersey. It is, exactly.
2: Um, and that's why I rank them right up there with Melbourne um, as the two form teams in the comp.
1: Mm. Well, as far as the Warriors were concerned, like I said, Johnson showing a lot more maturity, Hurrah and the Mape, uh both outstanding. And I thought Mateo and uh, Madalino, Elijah Taylor, these guys all tried to chip in and create some bits and pieces for him, but in the end it just wasn't enough. John Sutton, I think he's the one who doesn't get enough credit out of the halves pairing here at Souths or out of the side in general. Mm. He was absolutely outstanding again. is that, Luke. Uh, for a bloke that's supposed to be on the outer And start of the year on a bit of a low I think he's been outstanding He's been really building He's turned the corner uh, Johnny Sutton well, I mean he was rewarded with the uh, The origin
2: jersey obviously um, But there is talk that They're going to let him go um, John in, Sutton In favour
1: of In favour of Luke Keery Well they've re signed him So I mm. think they'd have to be Looking to use him as a third aim, mm. Not as a six To let like, Keery in there But they yeah. won't be letting him but will go But will he be happy with um, Playing third aim, you think? I think he should be mm. Okay he did. He's done it a few times. And Kiri's come on. He plays the same kind of role. Yeah. Just gives him more options around the park. When did Sutton sign? Sutton. That yeah. was weeks ago. Okay. He was signed like a massive four-year deal. You must have a I've, short-term memory. I've missed that one. You're off your head. He signed for big money too. I've missed that one. You're crazy. Uh-huh. George Burgess uh, first game back after going Hulk style on a car and now the nude photos he ran for 190 the beast nude photos Jesus. and uh, old Semi he ran for 160 but I thought he had a pretty poor game Like he's, he's, he, that shows you how good a player he is because he's made three errors and he got put on report and he still dished that up so yeah. uh, you know a bit of a frustrating day for him but he can make an error old Sammy, can't he he can get put on report too <laughs> and that, then blame the ref and say there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. you, you can't go chopping blokes in the face Semi I'm sorry yeah. you know, the last game of the round this one isn't going to take us too long Manly 50 to 10 over Parramatta wow there's only a couple of things I need to say they got battered they got destroyed yeah Uh, there's a word I don't really want to use but it's probably anything appropriate it was pretty much rape yeah Uh, defence terrible I don't know what they did in the preseason. their ruck absolutely disgusting he whinged about them being penalised all the time we'll clean that up it's so blatantly obvious and for a team that's you know been training for god knows how many weeks their attack there's nothing good to say about Parramatta. I don't. I don't know. I yeah, don't know the only good oh, the, oh,
2: the the thing that annoyed me last night was that they they try this this crap side to side block to block cut out pass off a block and and yada 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 all this shit that they obviously train for that they can't execute. Christy Sandow gets the ball off quick play of the ball goes to run right. straight steps a bloke goes straight through. There's no one with him. Like no. Uh, the focus of any team's attack and you watch the you watch the great side, you watch your Melbourne's, you watch your Souths, it all comes from the middle of the field being direct, getting a roll on. Parramatta don't do that. Parramatta try and run around you on, you know, tackle two, tackle three, when they've had um, their forwards who are slow, you know, old Tim Manor, a great player, makes a lot of meters and, and does a lot of dirty work for Parramatta, but he's not the guy that's gonna punch in
1: um, and, and get you a role on. Yeah, and for some reason, they re-signed Fufu, who's about 33. And they've got no hooker. They've got no... He doesn't and, ball play and They don't have there. a bench.
2: It's just... I don't know. I think Pam, like we said last night, just get get back to
1: playing ghetto. Their best player was Loco, and now, potentially, he's got <laughs> another knee issue. So. Well, wow. I thought, yeah, their best player was him and Sandow. Yeah, well, like I said, when before Loco went off... <laughs>
2: And they, Sandow was in there whacking blokes too. Yeah. Right? I like but it. But they
1: weren't making meters until like, when Loco went. That was the end of them. Mm. They didn't look like they do anything. When he gets the ball early in the set just on good early ball the blokes a monster. Sandow's worked that out as
2: well. He's starting to play to Loco a little well, bit Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He, he carries but, but four blokes. But I mean at the start of the year he wasn't doing He that.
1: takes four blokes onto the floor with him. The blokes are giant. Bro. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's nothing positive coming out of this for the rest of the year. Terrapa is going well. Kaleppi was going good before he went. That's probably the only good thing. They've blooded a few kids. Sorry, he was the other one. Oh,
2: wow. But that, that, that's guy, about yeah. the only
1: good thing you can say.
2: Rene Matura I thought played hard. Um,
1: but, jeez. Besides that, all I can do is say, fingers crossed that Hock, Mossop... Norman, Hopawade, none of these blokes were needed because, my God, they need these troops. Yeah. They need all of them as badly as the other. And even if people aren't happy with the Hocker Mossad, my God, it's got to be better than some of the crap they've got right now. Oh, well, exactly. So oh, I'm just I'm just really... And like I said, there's still murmurs about uh, Hopawade, even though you're not hearing it, that he will not go there.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. They, If that falls over... And I know he's had two years off, but he's only going to be 21 when he comes back. The bloke's an absolutely outstanding player and Norman like they, these guys if, if anything was to happen with a hop white ideal, especially deal and I'm Ricky Stewart I, I'd be packing my bags and just going this, this club is a joke mm. we're in big trouble but well yeah. what, what what do you need to say about me there's nothing you need to say Parra missed 48 tackles it was 26 20-6 to 6 at half time 50-10 full time they didn't need to do anything they rolled up the field easily they played direct Kieran Foran the prime example of what you are talking about before Cherry Evans got a couple of assists just everywhere over the park George Tafil mm. got a hat-trick from doing bugger all. And even when he was in, in trouble a couple of times, there were, any good side would have put him out. He ended up breaking 12 tackles. Yeah, so Manly were great. Uh, yeah, Manly what, were great. What do you, but what do you, do, you, do you take out of it? Nothing. I don't know. They, they've lost three before that. Yeah, yeah well, someone know. said to me, oh, they're back. What do you mean they're back? Yeah, play Parramatta. Parramatta, is they it, played Parramatta. They played the boy. They summed it up in the bloody press conference afterwards, or the, you know, the pre-game interview. Kieran Fine said, yeah, we established during the week that we could get some confidence back and rack up a score. <laughs> that, that's what NRL teams are now saying. About Parramatta. Instead of, you know, every week's a tough week in the NRL, which is the cliche, yeah. they were pretty much relieved to have Parramatta this week. Mm. And uh, the moment of madness for Allgood, we've already spoke about it earlier on. As bad, it as, bad as the swing arm was, and <laughs> as much as I think a lot of people probably enjoyed seeing Steve Maddow, I finally cop a bit from Allgood. Yeah. Uh, it was unprovoked, yeah, but he shouldn't have come in. He shouldn't have come in. If you're going to... Run up to a bloke who's as hot headed as that and he sees that you're Steve Maddoy and rem- just has that quick flick through his head about all the times you've hit somebody. On the punchometer, it
2: goes up a yeah. few <laughs> cranks <laughs> a few notches when but... Steve Maddow. You're going, Well, if you see so if it was yeah. for yeah. example, if it was Matt Ballon, you're not punching him. No. Nah. <laughs> Steve Maddai, you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna punch his bloke. Yeah, so he, hard. He,
1: he's likely to hit me, so I'm yeah. might as well just chew him. I'm gonna eat first. I'm gonna take him to Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't even want to talk about this game. There's nothing to take out of it. Manly, though, we'll get a true gauge this week. They're away to the Cowboys. They're only missing Watt now. So, yeah, a very depleted Cowboys side. You think they should probably do a number here and build, build up a bit more. Uh, the Eels, they're at home to the Panthers, and the Panthers miss nobody either. So I have a feeling it's going to be another bad week for poor old Parramatta. That may be. It's that's an important game for Penrith, though. Um, yeah, to consolidate, yeah, it is. is. It really because they is, dropped so. that Tigers game, yeah. and there's a couple there that we thought they would have got during that period. That Raiders game, a couple there that we thought they
2: yeah
1: had can, a good. You chance can to almost let your,
2: your good work from last weekend can go down the drain if you, if you slip up this weekend. So for Penrith, that's going to be the only uh, the only thing for them is
1: just can they do it week in week out? You know, yeah, we're we're about to find out this week. But uh, that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. So now we'll move on to our Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Centibet. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Centibet.com Get the Centibet app on your mobile and fire up. They give us two free one hundred dollars bets to give away, which we obviously do every Friday and every Monday on the games for the closest to the correct score or the correct score. And they also give us hundred dollars to bet every week for charity.
2: So good on them! Alrighty, this week's games are kicking off Friday night. The Brisbane Broncos at home to the Cronulla Sharks. The Broncos two thirty-five outsiders. Cronulla a dollar
1: sixty. The line is four to the Broncos. Well, they're, interesting. They're both missing a fair few players, but I think Cronulla. I really do. Home
2: ground, maybe a bit of a leveller for uh, for the Broncos. But yeah, as you said earlier in the podcast, the, the Cronulla Sharks did a job on them up there last season. Uh, Saturday night, obviously it's a shortened round. The Eels at home at $3.10 to the Penrith Panthers, $1.38. And the line is 8 to
1: Parramatta. Well, that's pretty justified. Penrith uh, aren't losing anyone for origin. They don't have Hayne, and obviously the Allgood's going to get couple of weeks out as well, so uh, I think, think that's Panthers, a pretty easy tip on the
2: Panthers. Yep. Uh, the Sunday game, the only Sunday afternoon game at ANZ Stadium, Canterbury Bulldogs. twenty favourites over the Melbourne Storm at $4. The line is 10.5 to
1: the Storm. Mm. Well, I, I think Melbourne will lose, but I think your twenty five is not too generous. You're probably better off with a line bet or yeah. a 13-plus or something else. Um, straight, sorry,
2: Monday night, <clears> uh, the last game of the round. North Queensland Cowboys at home. Two dollars
1: ninety, Manly Sea Eagles, a dollar forty two. The line is seven and a half to the Cowboys. That's fairly generous, I think. Yeah. Uh, the the dollar forty. Manly it's Watmow and Cherry Evans, but they're gonna have four there. Uh young Peter is gonna play seven. Yep. Yeah. Gonna get his hand on the ball plenty. He's a good ball runner. He's a good, but good foreign will run the show. They've still got Ballon, still got a pretty classy back line. And uh, North Queensland will you tear out both their front rowers, Thurston and Tate, so yeah, yeah, you know Robert Louis has been doing a good job. They played pretty well last time he was missing, but I still think Manly will get the cash. Yeah,
2: okay. So our charity bet this week <coughs> is going to be Manly uh, to win against the Cowboys, and we're going to have Penrith to beat uh, the Parramatta Reels. That'll pay about a dollar ninety five. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can get back on the winning, winning, uh, winning way um, because we've fallen off the bandwagon a little bit the last
1: couple of weeks. Right? Yeah, I a mean, few <laughs> dodgy weeks, but as always, a big thanks to Centibet. Uh, if you want to bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you get on to Get the Centibet app from the App Store on your mobile and fire up. They're the best for mobile betting by far. So a big thanks to them as always. Now we'll move on to Mr. Gossip. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get on to and fire up. Download the Centibet app and get into the center of the action. Or get on to www.centibet.com and register now or call 1 800. for all your inquiries. Cenobet, fire up. Unfortunately, it's another one of those weeks. I've got nothing. I'm running desperately short. I need the whiteboard. I need Google. I need everything to come up with some sneaky lines for the intro of Mr. Gossip. Welcome back. Yeah, uh, he's deflecting like
2: Ricky Stewart. Yeah. Me excuses, eh? He almost, he almost <clears throat> passed out. Then he didn't have a breath.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I've, I've watched <laughs> he a needs fair few of... to, uh, he needs to, to take a brief I take a brief. <laughs> I've watched a fair few of his press conferences, and yeah, you're right. I can just deflect everything. Daniel Anderson's fault that I can't come up with an intro. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, so what do we think of the, the, the
4: Monday night game, boys?
1: It was excellent. Oh, mate. Mitchell good. round of applause for you. Using Steve Maddow as a fucking, you know, Mexican child's birthday party, That's smashing the piñata to get the candy out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I, I did a, a, on NRL gossip, I put a picture of um, Maddow being punched. It, it took so long to get that freeze frame. His face was all crunched up. I couldn't get a good picture, but it's easy to hit him well. He did. Oh, it, it was a great one. It got was good. square. They should, have, they should have a charity fight. I'm for it. Catch weight, even if he has to fight 10 kilos. <laughs> I'd I, I, I just like to see it because I know Maddow is never going to forget that. Maddow is the kind of bloke that'll find him when he's asleep
0: <laughs> and,
1: and go after him. Maddow is acting like someone's uh, someone's holding him back. Yeah. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> oh, you are probably already touched on it, boys, but he's got. If he gets to three weeks, he, he he the first game back is against Manly. All good. So. Good. It's just like the Jared Rory situation. We're going to see it again. Yeah, I like, can't wait. It's going to be a beauty. Let's dance. That's about the first thing that's got me excited about a Parramatta game this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> try try being a season ticket
2: holder
4: at Parramatta. Far out. No, you poor bastard. Yeah,
2: my my, my uh, missus doesn't even bloody watch the games anymore, and I bought the tickets for her, so work that out. That poor thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, lads. I'll kick it
4: off uh, tonight uh, with um, Frank Paul newell the wrecking ball. He's a two-year extension with uh, the Roosters obviously until 2015. Now, very pleased that he stayed with the Chooks because I'm um, hearing he had a big, big money deal from over in the UK for the Warrington Wolves, so really happy he stayed in the NRL.
1: Yeah, well, it shows a bit of loyalty, and I, I suppose he would I was about to say, he definitely would have to take a pay cut to stay there, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. It's a... Uh, He's probably justified it in the last month. Yeah, uh, but I think the two years before that, he, he hasn't been playing real well. So let's hope he wasn't just playing for a contract. Hopefully, uh, the form that he's shown. And he was great again on the weekend. Hopefully, that continues for the Roosters. Because going back to his more dominant days, yeah, they made the grand final pretty much on the back of um, of him and, and, and the great forward pack they had there and Todd Carney. So. Yeah. And Jared. 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 Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, the West Tigers. Uh, Robbie Farrer came out. Uh, Mid week last week,
4: and, and said that you know that, that the club's approach to um, player um, retention is ridiculous, and it needs to be vastly improved. Duh, <laughs> okay. Robbie! You know you're the goose that signed with him so I don't know why he came out and said that. But look, Benji Marshall. Uh, I think we're all sick of hearing about it, boys. But you know the big rumor is, and you've probably heard it already, that he's uh, already signed with the Waratahs.
1: Yeah, well, Michael, Michael Checker can have him. Yeah. Good luck with that. Well, he won't have to get tackled in rugby union, so it'll suit him. Yeah, he can kick all he wants out in the full too. That 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 works now. That <laughs> that, that's allowed. Uh, <laughs> 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 mate, I, I'm not into code bashing, but mate, I watched that rugby union
2: test on the weekend, the third one. Mate, it was it was boring. It was dead set shocking. Yeah, we um well we watched the obviously watched the first two games and and we recorded it on IQ and. Uh, I reckon we'd we'd fast-forwarded through pretty much the whole game in around 40 minutes.
1: I think you get about 30 minutes of actual playing time. There's so much downtime That's bar rucks, breakdowns, drop kicks, penalty kicks, kick-offs, scrums. It's just, yeah, it's a shit game. I mean,
2: I'll probably... I I don't watch a lot of rugby union. I'll watch, um, obviously, Australia play New Zealand and and the Lions and and the like. But uh, other than that, mate, I'm a a fair-weather fan, that's for sure, with the union. I, I can't cop it.
4: No, absolutely.
2: I can't stand the, the scrum penalties, it's
4: just yeah, it's very, really, very really boring. Yeah. Mm. And so the Tigers, guys, uh, the Wigan Warriors. Now uh, they've confirmed the signing of Eddie Pennybourne on a two-year deal. So the Tigers
1: let another one go. Yeah, well, it's probably not a bad thing to be honest. Because uh, when they well, has he only just signed there? Only just, yeah. But uh, he's playing like an absolute bastard. I think you've just seen a little bit of uh, who's he signed know? with? Wigan. Wigan. Okay, Wigan. Oh, okay. You've just seen another bloke who's come from a, a top club. Uh, getting a bit of a run and, and you wonder why you, you sit there and think like I did last year, You know, I, I thought he was pretty good off the bench yeah, but uh, great, obviously yeah. behind the scenes McGuire's either seen something money wise or attitude wise and he's offloaded him and he's gone to a place like the Tigers where it's a tough time and uh, he's folded so mm-hmm. off to England he goes
2: Yeah I, I think he's a, he potentially could have been a great player, He um, he's won a couple of men and match awards off the bench um, scored some great tries but yeah, um, obviously, there's, there's more to this situation, obviously, than what we know. Um, and there'd be reasons for him being released, as you said.
1: Rather, it might be an off-field attitude thing, or it may just be a money thing. No, I think he's just moved from south. He's gone to a club. They're not winning. Yeah. Felt the pressure, so...
2: Plus, I mean, the Tigers have got a lot of great young forwards pushing through from the 20s as well, so they want to clear some space to keep them. Yeah. And uh,
4: veteran parameter Eelsbacker, Ben Smith, you know, as an opposition uh, fan of Parramatta, I used to love it when Ben Smith played because he'd give away 10 penalties and do some real stupid things. But <laughs> look, he's weighing up options at the moment. Um, there's no interest from in NRL clubs. Um, he may go to England, but geez, I don't even
2: think that'd be just
1: advice. No, it's, that's, the, that's the place for him. He's um, too slow. Yeah. He's aged. I remember him back in the day. He was a massive centre. He was a great defender. Uh, you know his attack was fairly good, and then he moved into the back row after a few injuries. But now, uh, I think that's plagued him. He, he's fairly aged. I can remember him playing when I was bloody fifteen. So one thing I will give him, um, and at the moment, you know,
2: and probably over the last two or three years, being a season ticket holder down there. As I've previously said, that uh, he's one of the blokes that goes around and signs autographs after a game. Now, um, obviously, the people we go with have got a young child um, who wanted to go get autographs from Parramatta players. They blatantly outright refused to sign autographs and say you need to come over to the club for that. Um, but Ben Smith and, and Nathan Highmarsh before he retired, Luke Burt, the, those sort of guys were the only ones that hung around and signed autographs. So um, credit to him. It, you know he'd like to see rugby league do players like that a favour because um, it's uh, they're becoming few and far between. Yeah, he should go take the payday. He deserves it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, no,
1: that's fair enough. Right, Neville Cossigan, boys, I've got good mail that he could be headed over to UK Super League as well. Um, headed over to Hulk KR in a two-year deal. So, yeah, Neville, off to England. Yeah, nifty Nev, Nev. On, on his way out. Neville, <laughs> Neville, Neville <Bartos. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, old Nev, he was a bit of a slow champ at the back in the day. I don't think many people remember, but he did play for Queensland uh, before he had his few tests for PNG. He was a fairly aggressive firecracker back in his day for the Broncos and that camera, but hasn't worked uh,
2: out in Newcastle, has
1: it? Not really. The last couple of years, you, you kind of haven't seen the Neville Costigan that we all know. The one that was at the Dragons still had a bit of bit of fire and in then, his belly. And but... then I
2: think Bennett moved him on before he went to the, to Knights and. Mm. Yeah, he seems to sort of have fallen away a little bit. So, yeah, probably, again, a, a good place for,
1: for him to end up. Well, I think he's only about 28, but at the same time, <coughs> Bennett, Bennett's got Rocco, he's got McKinnon, he's got blokes stocked yeah. up there, so he's not really in need of someone like Nev. Yeah. Very cool. All right, well,
4: the, the biggest one i guess, this week, guys, and the one I've got most <coughs> emails about is obviously coaches, and, you know, you've got um, the Cowboys, the Broncos, and Dragons are all all struggling, but... It, it appears that um, Price is the one under most pressure and may lose his job f- before anyone else. So I'm
2: hearing Paul McGregor may even step into the role in the next couple of weeks. They uh, just signing so mean, a frigging two-year extension. <laughs> no, I know. It, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, they it, B's
4: get rid of doust, Well, they get rid of both of them. Because I don't know what's going on there at the Dragons, but a lot of people are unhappy there. And, uh, if you look at the courier mail today up in Queensland, they're saying that Griffin's safe. has come out and said, you know, you know, he's um, he's the way to go forward so they've promised him that he's fine for the rest of the year, so
1: I guess it's you know, between Price and, and Neil Henry you know, who goes first rule. Me, me and Brock were pretty unanimous before on Kevin Walters probably taking over and then Brock brought probably an even better idea, put Lockyer in there as his assistant, I know he said he'd like to sit back for a few years or whatever afterwards and have a look from the outside, but stuff that put some players with a bit of legacy that have played for the club back either and try and rebuild what was outstanding about it because at the moment uh you know being such a power club brisbane's someone i've always looked at and uh, since i'm a young bloke and e- even now but the last couple of years i'm starting to see that bit of shine fade off so mm. i think the biggest issue for players uh you know you look at your brad fitler uh, these these great elite players of
2: our game that then go over to coaching i don't think they understand how much day-to-day planning goes into it um so, <clears throat> Kevin Walters would be He's got in the a position. In it, yeah. He'd know how to do all the day to day stuff. Lockheed Lock could just then come in and, and put his spin on it. Um, I think it would work perfectly. Yeah, it's very strange. It's, you know, uh, the first
1: 16 rounds of the Broncos' worst start to a season ever in their history. Mm. Well, uh, know, we, we pointed out before like he signs Prince, he lets Norman go. Norman's not going to be there next year. He's still got him at fullback, so. That's a key position where you should probably have Hoffman because he's going to be staying. Mm. Uh, you've got bloody Sam Thider who kills it, Origin in the back row. He's obviously not big enough to play in the middle, yet he's got in there and he's playing like a busted. Yeah, There's plenty yeah, Robin, of blatantly Robin obvious Peter things, you know. Pool. And uh, McCulloch, we've said it a million times, he's the emerging Maroon Tooker. He's the heir to the throne of Cameron Smith the next few years. And even him this year, I haven't really been impressed because he just takes him off for Ben Hunt, who's, you know... An average first grader at best, and he's not even nine. So there's about five big problems there already with his starting lineup. I, I think, think now they uh, let it go.
2: I think now that Hannett's back, um, maybe that'll free Thaiday to go to an edge. <laughs> but I think the problem in lies, as Lewis said. Firstly, I think Norman needs to play in the halves, and I think Hoffman needs to go back to fullback. The Wallace and Prince thing was never going to work. Um,
1: and Norman it, scored and tries won't. last year. Yeah, Norman took won't. the line on. Nah, People nah, made fun of him. Said he wasn't creative enough. Norman runs the ball. Norman scored. Well, we tries. said it Norman preview. set
2: tries up before a ball was kicked. That you can't have Wallace and Prince because neither of them run. You uh, gotta have you gotta have a running threat, and they're and both they ordinary defenders.
1: So. Yeah. Mm. But if you uh, if, if he was looking to the future, you'd have half a brain. Norman's gone. Why are you taking up a key position? I know, especially what, I know what Uncle
2: Wayne would do. Yeah,
1: well, that's right. But in in the modern game, how important the fullback is, and he's a ball playing fullback. He's got him there as if he's got him for the future, and he solved his problem parameter would probably look at him and go, well, if we didn't have Jared home, we could probably use him at fullback. But we're not worried about that. He's our 5'8". So I don't know what, what Griffin's thinking. Mm. Right, might be an inter- uh,
4: interesting choice, boys, but if you're a coach and you could pick out of those three clubs, the Dragons, Broncos and
1: the Cowboys, who would you take? I'd go to the Broncos. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go to the Broncos as well. And if not, if I was going to rank it 1-3, to three, the Cowboys wouldn't be too far behind, just no. on key yeah. personnel. But there'd be a few... You know, like your Glenn Hall, uh, Dallas Johnson. There's a few guys there that are a bit past it that are pretty basic. Uh, I'm Like Dallas Johnson, I love the bloke, but as far as first-grade footballers these days, he's not exactly uh, got a spring in his step and not as valuable as he once was back in, like, say, 05, 06. Mm. But they've, they've got some good key spots there you could build around. But the Dragons, they're, they're number three. They've got Dugan. Yeah. They've got Frizzell and a good young uh, breed coming through. But even with what they've bought, everyone said they've bought well. There's no standout star there. Like w- Widop can, can be considered a big signing, but he's leaving Melbourne. So until you've seen him play on his own, mm. I'm not looking at the Dragons as, as a prominent threat or with any marquee players.
3: Yeah.
1: Them getting down going to help. Um, but no halves. As long as they get a half to, to sort of unleash him a
2: little bit. Mm. And uh, w-
1: Widop's not going to solve your problem unless you get a seven who can organise, because he doesn't organise at Melbourne. They take care of everything for him. He just he joins in on the back line of plays and he runs the pill every now and then.
2: I think, I think as a coach, you'd, you'd probably also want to know who's got cap room, who doesn't. I think Brisbane would probably have more cap room than those. Definitely. The other two. and uh, The Cowboys look to me like they're an aging roster. But Gillette and Glenn. They look like a real aging roster. I
1: see Gillette and Glenn. I see Hoffman. I see McCulloch. I look at that and say there's a good basis, like four or five good leaders that have been at the club. Yep. All I need to do is bring in a few bits and pieces around it, and I'm probably in a good position to make the eight. Mm. Yep. That's all I've
2: got for this week, boys. So, for the sweet Is all, all right. We'll jump into our tips, short and round this week. Um, Friday night kicks us off up at Suncorp, the side we were just talking about. The Broncos they take on the Sharks. Uh, interesting one, this one. Obviously, Origin's a bit of a leveler. Um, they both sort of lose a, a couple of players. Um, I've liked what I've seen from the Sharks. The Broncos struggle even with
1: their origin players, so I'm going to tip the Sharks up there. Yeah, I'll go the Sharks. They've got a million back rowers, so they won't be uh, too bad off in their forward situation. And uh, they got Bryce Gibbs back last week, which pretty much plugs up for Fido leaving. So, spare front rower, Wade Graham, Mm. Jeff Robson, Todd Carney. They've got plenty on deck there to get the job done. Hasn't Bryce Gibbs put some weight on? Both. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, I, I, I swear when he got tackled
2: the other day, some m ms fell out of his shorts. <laughs> 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 um, oh, yeah, I'm going to gather
4: the Sharks as well, lads. Um, I think Michael Gordon is back as well this week, so oh, he'll
2: give a, bit, give a bit of smoke from him as well. He's got the inside word. Um, <laughs> Saturday night, bloody hell, I'll be at this game and I'll, be, I'll take my pillow with me because I'm not full Parramatta Eels, uh, they take on the Penrith Panthers at Parramatta Stadium. That's about the only positive for Parramatta. Penrith, they, as Louis said, they've lost no one. Uh, the Eels, they've lost Hayne. They'll lose the punching machine. All good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tip the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I've got an inside tip for you. He's going to be challenging Klitschko for the World Heavyweight Boxing <laughs> Championship in the coming months. He's taking a sunny bill route. He's going to play two sports. Good. And uh, I'd like to see him throw down. All good. He can throw him. Uh This one's a no-brainer. Penrith, I don't even need to say what. Parramatta is a New South Wales Cup
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, team. I've got a a, uh, a mate on Facebook. He calls them the Winnie Eels. (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's cruel. But, yeah, look, guys, i want to go to the Panthers as well.
4: It's an interesting stat that the Panthers over the past 10 weeks have made more metres than any club in the comp, and the Eels have leaked in more metres than any club in the comp. So it could be a cricket score, and uh, Ricky's put... uh, the Lions are a few players. sandell has been benched. He's
1: playing for Wentworthville, so, geez, the score could be anything. Yeah. If the Panthers don't get 50, that will be was, disappointing. But... I didn't think he was that bad last night, Sandell. The poor bastard gets no help from a forward pass. <laughs> guess, yeah. He's a midget, and they expect him to take the line on, and they got no role on I think he made their only bloody line break last night. Yeah, he did. Um, all right, we'll move but, on.
2: Uh, <coughs> I think he's his though, boys. I think that's why he got the
4: flip. Yeah.
2: Well, he's a garden, gnome. He opts out of the garden <laughs> <to play. laughs> Uh, yeah. He hides in the grass. They need to take a, the trainer needs to run a step ladder out for him to, to <laughs> tackle anyone. <laughs> um, Sunday the doggies are at home, ANZ Stadium. They get the Melbourne Storm at a good time uh, without all their Origin players.
1: It's um, it's a game the dogs have to win. and I think they will win it. Yeah, I get it. Dogs we've seen before. Romulo got man of the match when he threw it into five eight and Lafay in the centres, uh, both solid first graders that could play at other clubs. So they don't really lose too much. No.
4: Yeah, sad state of affairs at the Bulldogs. I don't know what's happening internally at that club, but there's a lot of players there that are unhappy. I hear Desi is not happy there as well, so
1: Ew. yeah, God
4: knows what's gonna
1: happen there. But guess what, Desi you took the paycheck, so sucked in. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> fix the <laughs> problem, think, If you're a super coach, fix the problem. Yeah. Well I don't know whether the Bulldogs whether they
4: peaked too early last year. Um, but yeah, geez, they look shithouse this year. I picked them to be a slider. <laughs> they finished maybe seventh, I think, and I I don't even think they will get that the way they're going. But look, i said excited about all that's hitting. but
1: that's only because all the storm the storm was out there. Big three, yeah, but. exactly. I, I still say what I said before. When they were seven from nine, you look at the winds; they got the job done playing just completely average. So they weren't convinced. It, it just shows you. you if you could if you can put the train back on the tracks, they're going to be a threat. But I'm with you. There's definitely something going on behind the scenes that none of us are saying. Mm. Me and Louis had that conversation today, just where they're at and why
2: they're sort of in the predicament they are. For me, um, if we're still saying the same thing in a month's time, you've got to put a pen through them um, because I I really don't know. I don't know whether he's just setting to to take off at the back end of the year because I I, I said to Lewis, you know, they had uh, the issues obviously with, with Graham out. They had the Barber issue, him getting stood down. Um, and then obviously they've headed in the origin period. So maybe he's
1: just setting them to finish fast. Um, Realistically, they're a better side this year. They've got yeah him back. Hodkinson's a much better half than Keating. Uh, Cassiano's back on deck this week, and then they added the T-Rex, who's absolutely played like a bastard. So yeah. that's about the only thing I look at and say, you know, they're a bit worse off there. But as far as, like, Jackson and Finucane and what they've got from their bench, I think it's everything's better this year about their side. Yeah, should be. In, yeah. in theory, like <laughs> it should be.
4: I think, too, with Desi, I think if you had told Des that um, Greenberg would be gone um, mm. after 18 months of him signing over the Bulldogs, I don't think he would have gone over. No. And Greenberg well. was Mate, one it's of the main reasons why uh, Desi went over and Greenberg's gone for, for greener pastures
1: and left Desi there with some sheila from that ball. Yeah, well, uh, Gre- Greenberg also offered plenty of green for Desi to come, which is why he was holding Manly at Ransom. So at the same time... He's made his bed, he's got to lay in it. He went for a payday and obviously a, a great setup and a great club, but if uh, he wanted to take the dollar bills and greenies on the way out, well, then, you know, he's going to have to sleep in his bed can't go out to Manly now because angry Jeff's got the reins. <laughs> <laughs> um, too easy. All
2: right, last game, Monday Night Footy. The Cowboys at home up at 1-300 uh, Smile Stadium. Um, they're up against the Manly Eagles. The Cowboys, they're going like bastards even with their origin players. Similar story to the Broncos. I know Manly lose Cherry Evans and, and Watmo, but uh, they've got enough depth to cover it. I'll tip Manly.
1: Yeah, I'll tip Manly. Similar reasons. They, they, mm. they lose more, the poor old Cowboys. He's choked. <coughs> <coughs> oh. Ugh. Uh, I'll blame Daniel Anderson for that. Just his, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: no, I think it's pretty straightforward. They, they lose a fair bit. Poor old Neil Henry must be bashing his head against the wall trying to figure out what's going on. They're just... Yeah, clunky, clunky is Gordon. I Gordon, Gordon word. said, the, you know that they couldn't enough Queensland Cowboys attacks just clunky. <laughs> yellow So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. But, clunky. Uh, that's yeah. what happens when he walks. When his brain rattles around, <clears> around <throat> that massive
4: head of his. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't go past him, mate. I, I got to go to the Eagles as
2: well. Yeah. So we've all tipped the same.
1: Yeah. No progress this week. That's tonight.
2: all right. That's all right. He can <clears> keep. <throat> he can keep blocking. He'll eventually nick one.
4: <laughs> What's the table looking like, you uh, Gossip
2: 84, I'm on 81, Louis
1: on 75, so I'm coming <sighs> here. Hey, look out.
4: Jesus Christ.
1: See the pressure starting to seek through. To Mick Potter and Matt Elliott, thanks for last week, you jerks. You put me two <laughs> more behind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Gonna have to start. I don't know handing out bribes or doing something There's, I'm, nine, I'm, I'm nine down paying, I'm going to have to start paying people off I'm going to have to get a bit of Ayub and Brad Murray style and you know <laughs> what was his name I already forgot the front row uh, uh, Ryan Tandy there it is Tandy. Oh, <laughs> Tandy I have to get a bit of Tandy happening <laughs> oh, yeah. Tandy
4: Tandy
1: yeah right, he went alright the year we had him at Melbourne <laughs> then, we, then, we, then we offloaded him. Jesus, the podcast hit an all time low. We're talking about Ryan Tandy. <laughs> oh, no. Ryan That'll Tandy's probably me. somewhere doing sprints and fiddling the part, mate. Wherever you are. Heads up to you, big fella. Good, yeah, day. Good
4: day, yeah, well, where is he? He was going over he England. He's play rugby or something. He? he got a criminal
1: record, did not he? How's he supposed to travel? I thought most of them yeah. can't get overseas if you get busted. He's yeah. probably playing A grade somewhere, couldn't
2: he? Could re- he rode his boat over there. <laughs> He's <great>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: I wonder. I always wonder what was under that forearm, uh, forearm guard. Just quietly, I think he had a nice hunk of metal or something that was fairly sizable. He had a mobile phone under there. <laughs> 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 Ring people <laughs> placing bets at scrum. Put, putting bets on when he was on the ground in the ruck under to wrestle. Uh, yeah, the
4: best best magazine rolled
1: up in his sleeve. Classic. All right, buddy. All right, thanks a lot again, mate, and uh, we'll have a chat to you next week. No worries,
4: lads. Cheers. See, See you, buddy.
1: buddy. Thanks, mate. Uh, big thanks, as always, to Mr. Gossip. You know how to find him. Head up to Facebook on the search bar, type in NRL Gossip, and on Twitter, he is at NRL Gossip. Uh, now we've got some fan foreign questions that we're going to answer, so we'll get into that. Back to the old favourite, the fan forum. Some of you have posted some stuff on the wall. Uh, we're going to answer your questions right now. All right, we've got heaps this week.
2: Uh, we'll start with Hitesh Sampat. Sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, but rumours floating around that Hooks confirmed coach of the Broncos until the end of the 2014 season. He's been less than uh, useless on the transfer market for playmakers, wingers, or fullbacks. Could the board change their mind? On hook, and that's Anthony Griffin, if the Bronx lose to the Sharks in round 23. Well,
1: contracts mean absolutely nothing now. They're about <laughs> as useful as Kleenex toilet paper. So if they really wanted to uh, change their minds, I'm sure they wouldn't have too much of a problem. But uh, with the backing of Darren Lockyer and even coming out in the Courier Mail pretty much saying his job safe, you'd have to think he's going to see out at least this year. Yeah. But uh, if it was me, he'd be gone. I'd, yeah, I'd be after Kevin Walters, pretty much what we said earlier. Yeah. And uh, you brought up bringing Lockyer in. I'd be bringing back some past players. Especially because Walters had a great apprenticeship uh, over in England, Queensland Cup, and uh, now at Melbourne, so I think he's more than ready. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said. I'd go with Walters and
2: Lockyer and punt, uh, punt Griffin, but I wouldn't. I'd punt Griffin at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. Don't, uh, don't don't then bring nah. in Walters and that or, or don't do it mid next year. Don't do a henjack no. in the pre season. As soon as you finish the the regular rounds and yeah. the season's done, Here's sit and him coat. down, say, Thanks, mate, move you on. They yeah. get Walters. as if Walters he'd jump at, at a heartbeat, I reckon to go up no, there. He would. And and, he, and Bellamy and Bellamy would happily let him go, I think. Oh, I don't think it'd be a choice of whether he wants to let him go or not. He'd, he'd he just leave what he's done accord, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time he's done more than enough of an apprenticeship and from what I've heard he's a fantastic uh, part down at Melbourne so
2: alrighty Andrew Wales Sharks v Brisbane this Friday it's a pity the stars won't be there it's probably a similar story to the Dogs Melbourne game mm. um, is a four week break mid year on the cards how about it a lot of low uh, sorry a lot of blowouts last week it's not good look for the game how about all of June off for three weeks of origin and then the last week Australia versus New Zealand I really? think oh, it's got some merit. I, I really do think it's got some merit. But I don't think a week is long enough to recover from origin.
1: No, nah, I don't either. I don't think a month off, even with the club sides are training or those other players, they'd be going absolutely insane. Um, I know that we've got... I. I Bundled up that if they were going to do standalone weekends that you'd have to bring in
2: I think the 20s origin probably, could be yeah, a three, well, three game series say, you need at least
1: a tri-series of that and the residents you can even have an, an Aboriginal All-Stars versus Pacific All-Stars something like that like you can have three games there's still going to be people left out that's my thing it's, I think it's or know. a New
2: South Wales Cup Queensland Cup. Yeah, they already outside. have that residence as one or Yeah, they games. have it as a three. three yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three right? All huge. three
1: of those grades, if you really wanted to, you could.
2: I, I also think the 16s, New South Wales versus Queensland, the 18s, New South Wales versus Queensland, they're all viable games. Yeah, that, the only problem is, like, we watched the 16s this year. They won well, by the kids 50. Playing, and the kids are playing club footy as well. They won by 50, so you can't really. Andrew, we uh, we agree with you. Um, we just don't really know
1: what the solution's going to be. For me, though, I'm just going and to And the T V contract as well is another yeah, thing. Well, that that's, we've said last time when someone brought this up, we, there's nothing that we can say or do, <laughs> really, because it's all written in the TV deal. But for me personally, I know that the games are a bit up and down, but I really enjoy this time here as a footy lover because we get to see young kids. And see, Some people it. have kind of said that and gone, oh, you know, you get one or two and that's all well and good, but otherwise a lot of these guys wouldn't get an opportunity. Yeah, we've, we've seen some great players emerge at this time of year that don't leave first grade. So, But I, I hate
2: it. I, I'm with Andrew. I hate it. I think it's got to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't think it will be until the next TV deal is done and um, we've got some uh, bargaining power and a little bit more coin and, and hopefully a better product. Uh, Sean Chan, thoughts on Reece Robinson's switch from fullback to wing? Well, Me, personally,
1: I think it's crazy. As much as I agree, I disagree at the same time. Well, Milford was effective off the bench. I thought it was a good move. Yeah, but him off the bench. it was just... It, there's different points of the game. They were bringing him at the same time. Sometimes the game was gone. Sometimes okay, the game not Can he play hooker? Oh, they could probably play nine if they wanted to, but for some reason they love Glenn Buttress. So. Mm. For me, though, I do I do like him at fullback. I really do. He played it there. In, Milford? Yeah. Okay. So you like the move? He's a live wire. I, I still think you're you know kind of taken away from Reece Robertson, but... If that isolates you, bring in somebody like Shannon Royal, who I know he's injured at the moment, in, or a Dimitri Pella, I think they can strengthen their back line by having all of them on the field. Yeah. But either way, they're both fantastic You know, starting fullbacks. Yeah. But I well, love Anthony Milford. He's a live wire. They, they need a spark in Canberra since they lost yeah,
2: Like As a young coach, I know I've got a bit of a philosophy that Sometimes you uh, have to get all your, your all your well, you gotta get your best player. You can't on the field sit on the in whatever bench. order. You can't uh, sit on the bench. And just make it work for the
1: team. It might not be their preferred position. he's, but, he's not willing to give up Camp easy on on Macron and at the same time I can't really blame him, but yeah, if you, well, I'm happy to load up the back line and he can ball play. Yeah. He can ball play and he's alive wire. So I think he's more more of effective and you've seen it on the weekend. My question would probably be the only the only issue would be is it going to affect Reese Robinson's
2: game and his, his confidence? Well, you know, and if it does then it is an issue but wished, I don't think Reese Robinson's that sort of guy he doesn't seem uh, like he's got a massive ego sort of um, he'd be happy <coughs> again for the team um, to jump onto the wing and, for and the team for the team um, David done? Boyle oh, sorry Sandy Hunter Sandy's up first you mixed it up Paul Gallon, Greg Bird and Jared Hayne all picked for Origin 3 and they're injured I know they're quality players for the Blues but why pick players that aren't 100% fit great point um, obviously Hayne is out I can understand Gallon uh, but I think Greg, Greg Bird, they've really got to make a decision on, on Gallon and Bird by probably Sunday before they break camp
1: and come back. What do you reckon, Louie? Uh, for me, I said it from the start. I don't know. You pick, like, you know, even a Brett Morris in the first game, it's not a matter of whether, you know, he, oh, we think he's 100% or he's 100%. He hasn't played a game. If he goes out there and tears his meniscus or his medial or something again... Mm you've lost a player. So I'm all about having people 100% healthy, even in big games like that. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to take an injection or like it's a high-risk move, I wouldn't be doing it. Even if that means we have to blood cordno or we have to bring Aaron Woods in, I'd rather have 17, uh, at least 90% healthy troops rather yeah. than carry two blokes who are 70, 80 who have to get an injection. Yeah. All
2: right, David Boyle, <laughs> why isn't a single player from the comp's leading an informed team selected for origin? Well,
1: we both agree unanimously that Adam Reynolds should be picked. Well, I said a million times, and they whinged about having a combination in the halves, said yep. Laurie Daly from the Roosters. Sutton and Reynolds, mate, they're both yep. playing for uh, you know, the, the team that's leading the comp. They've both been outstanding, and for anyone who... it's not a fluke. They were top four last no, year. They made a preliminary final last year. They're second or third in repeat sets, which is another thing everyone's been whinging about. Yep. And they're that opposite pair of halves, exactly the same as Pierce and uh, Maloney that everyone talks about. One organising, one running, but realistically, Maloney does just about everything for the Roosters. Pierce is just kind of there, but better kicking game. I think uh, Sutton is just as effective at the running game as Maloney, so yeah. uh, I'm with we, you. Uh,
2: we uh, we And mm-hmm. obviously, Merritt was
1: selected. Um, outside of that, yeah. they've got a lot of New Zealanders. What does George DeFeel have to do? George DeFeel is in better form than him. Yeah. Better dummy half play. James McManus, uh, I've said a million times before. Last week, that four tries, and he may have come off 25 metres of running, but he made 150 metres outside of that from dummy half. Yeah. And he got all these contests in the air. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree. that The halves are the form halves in the comp. Uh, form players, or top sides, I completely agree. They're the ones that, you know, the bulkier players should come And for. to correct David a little bit, Greg Inglis is playing Origin, so uh, they do have a
2: representative. Yeah, for the wrong side. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Um, John Till. With a great win by Manly last night, do you think they now can step up and go forward and make a big impact in the semis? Well, for me, uh, I think they'll be top top four. Um, I don't think they'll... uh, They'll probably make a preliminary final, but I think that's about where their ceiling is.
1: Well, I've said this before. Their best 13 is outstanding, but obviously, like a Melbourne, when you go through uh, this phase of salary cap and players having to be pushed out, they're at a point now this year where they've had to try and uncover players. Like, you know, James Hassan seems to have sealed up a spot, and they got a couple of good bargain boys in Tom Simons and Justin Horro, but they don't have the side they had before. Uh, them in Melbourne the last couple of years have had players on their benches that could easily start for other clubs. Yeah. And they've had other guys <clears throat> of a standard of what they've got now playing New South Wales Cup. So just purely on a depth thing, I don't think that Manly will be able to press much further. I think they'll be top four, but I don't think they're uh, going to be you know, a grand final contender. Okay.
2: Lachlan, GK,
1: McIntosh. Do you think... Dropping Chris Sandow was the correct decision. No. I, I 100% agree, well, no. This is a guy you've paid half a million dollars. He's getting no support from his forwards. He made their only line break last night. And, uh, you know, when you whinge about his defence, you knew what you were getting when you bought Chris Sandow. Mm. He's a liability because he's a small bloke, but he's a firecracker in attack. And uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. he come from a winning team where he had go forward and was able to put his imprint on the game. And, yeah, he may have missed a few tackles, but he had the cover there. Mm. But now he's gone to a club that is of you know virtually a New South Wales Cup standard and he gets no support. Well, so. I'd be interested to hear how Ricky Stewart justifies it.
2: Um, yeah, well... It may be. If it's an off-field thing or an attitude thing, then that's a totally different argument. Um, but if it's the pure on-field performance, there's many worse players out there for Parramatta on a week-to-week basis. Mm. Uh, Warren Strachan, in your opinion, how does the NRL fix the inconsistency of referees? Oh, good. Good luck with that. <laughs> we don't have two hours. But, um, for me, I don't like the two ref system. I hate it. I uh, I think you get two different interpretations, two different distances for ten uh, the ten meters, uh, t- even two different opinions. Oh, mate, sometimes rock, you hear, sometimes highs. you hear a referee say penalty, penalty. The other one goes no, nah. one doesn't award it.
1: Um, well, it's everything, look, isn't it? <clears throat> it's 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 your own view. Of the the head high on the weekend. I've seen the Tim Grant one where he barely clipped Albert Kelly, yep. put on report. I've seen other ones not call even call a penalty on that because it's not. Yeah. What Brock said is 100% right. They're all supposed to be coached in a similar manner, but it's not across the board. Yeah, but that's just
2: that's uh, human nature. Everyone's going to have a different interpretation, different opinion. I think the more you can narrow that, the better. I think the touch judges need to have more responsibility, more accountability in the game. They, uh, I can't see why the touch judges can't hold the 10 metres. Um, they do it off scrums. Mm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Obviously not on, on every play, but if there is an issue in the ruck... Um, you know, you know he, he, the referee can then get there. The only other way, and I'll, the only other way I think the two ref system is going to work, is if you have a dominant referee. Yeah, and well, you have the one bloke at the ruck, who's the you know second referee. He just he just controls the ruck area, and he's always behind the ruck or behind the attacking side. The other, the dominant referee who makes all the calls, all the decisions. He's the man that holds the ten. Yeah, well, I think, um, it's too much chop, change, change, chop. I just hear him saying, "It's Rams. Oh, you take this one. I'll take that one." It's, it's rubbish. I think it's, it's got to be black and white. Um, and the referees have also got to understand that they're not a, 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 they're not a team. No. The, the job of the referee is to not have an impact on a game. Mm. And too often we see referees impact games. Uh, I think they need to have the philosophy that, that I need to keep the whistle in my pocket um, as much as possible. I'd like to see the referees be stricter at the start of games with hand on the ball, um, offsides, et cetera, et cetera. I blow plenty of penalties in the first 10 minutes you'll find that you'll uh, you'll set a standard and, and the players will sort of um, come back to you. But when you let it go for 20 minutes and then you start blowing penalties, that's when you, we get into problems and, and that happens too often in games.
1: Yeah, I'll sum it up for you. Bill Harrigan on the paper today said about uh, his report last year for him and Stuart Roper. I said it was glowing, but they were used as a scapegoat whenever it's complaining and then he said, what are your words to uh, the Daniel. current Daniel Anderson and he said good luck, it's a poison chalice and I completely agree with him, no yeah. one's ever going to be happy with the refs or the referees boss so.
2: Alright, Warren and he's doubling up second question, do you think having three boys per season and having them the week before Origin so clubs aren't disadvantaged by having players missing, so that's a similar question to the one we answered before um, having them the week before Origins so clubs aren't disadvantaged, probably a good idea, I'd probably say it, 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 it'd be better if it was the week I was going to say the week after but the week after is when they've got to back up that's only Warren that would only work if the origin would be on a weekend pretty much yeah have it on the Saturday so and then the players have got Saturday to at least Friday to back up um, that, that's I I can't believe that in the last TV deal we
1: didn't go to standalone origin on Saturday yeah well, once again ridiculous. as much as we want to answer or we'll go into detail what can happen it's all a TV deal that's what's dictated by it's not yeah. going to change anytime soon but we agree with you um,
2: and it's something's got to be looked at because the player drain at the moment is ridiculous Last question of the night. Steve O'Hobden. Hobden. NRL won't have weeks without any games. They are scared people will go to an AFL game instead. Look at the teams that could scrape into the eight and what players uh, in them could threaten the top four teams. So, well, I mean, not, it's not really clear who's going to land into the eight. Um, the middle of the table is just an absolute lock jam at the moment. Um, but again, uh, a buy before origin... People will probably get hungry for games. You'd have to look at something alternative uh, to put in on that weekend. Um, A tough one. Again, TV deal. Look at the teams. Well, there's plenty. I think the teams that will scrape into the eight are the ones that don't have injuries. And that happens every year.
1: I look at more the ones hanging around right now, like the Warriors, who have no one... Affected by that's origin, what I, mean, yeah. I look at Newcastle and lose Darius Boyd and have the a dogs. You know, they don't lose many. Yeah, you know, the, the dogs have two good replacements, as I said. You know, Joe Romalo could play first grade somewhere else. So could Tim Lafoy. Yeah, so they're, they're the kind of sides I'm looking at right now in this period that, you know, yeah, they lose only one or two, but they've got legitimate replacements and they're part of fairly solid no sides. So um, yeah, well, Penrith
2: lose no one. Well, I mean, for the Gold Coast and I, I support the Gold Coast, but um, well, it's a tough time of the year for us. You know, yeah. but I. I don't think we manage it real well anyway, Um, it's just, it's...
1: Well, for me, Newcastle, the Dogs, the Warriors, and obviously the Panthers have emerged now, they're probably the four most likely to duke it out for the bottom half.
0: When you
3: drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.